going on, guys? Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, joined as always by Filtercord. Hey, guys. And uh, this is our post E3 podcast for 2017. Um, so, w- what do you think, man? How was it for you? Oh man, yeah, it was it was a good one. Um, you know, I think uh, the last couple E3s have been really really strong. So, um, in some ways, I think. Uh, this E3 definitely had some kind of weak points, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly some of the uh, companies that have been really knocking it out of the park in the past just kind of did a average to good job this time. Right. But, um, you know, specifically, uh, we're going to talk about the shows a little bit, of course, and, you know, some different stuff that we saw, but uh, we really want to focus on the games because I think that, you know, that's that's the experience we're going to be having later. So Yeah, and the, I mean, um, that's what it's all about. You yeah, notice a so, lot of the a lot of the shows didn't even really mention their. Um, and this E three was really weird, but a lot of them did not really mention uh, hardware that much, aside from the Xbox One X. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it it was kind of actually weak in that regard because um, I guess other really than Sony VR was kind of left out in the lurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not really a good sign. Yeah, it's probably uh, not good. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're going to hit on that VR stuff at some point, and, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of, that's one of the things that's kind of tough to talk about, because neither one of us have, like, VR systems, I guess, so um, that's something that we're, you know, we're extremely speculative about. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have, I have access, but I have, like, when it's not, you know, I don't own one personally, but um, I, you know, if there's ever a time that I want to check one out, uh, that's, Mm -hmm. it's always an option for me. Um, Right. But, yeah, it, VR heavily left out, a lot of hardware heavily left out. And I feel like a lot of the shows were, um, look at this uh, video package, mm-hmm. and then someone comes out, what would you think of that? Okay, well, here's another one. And yeah. uh, I think it was really, aside from uh, Nintendo, which doesn't really count as uh, an E3 presentation, it's their Treehouse Live, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they really count. Aside from that, I feel like Ubisoft was um probably the most interactive yeah um i i think ubisoft really knocked it out of the park i mean um you know they've kind of always had their kind of funky way that they do their shows i guess they always open with like a just dance number Mm -hmm. um and they definitely kept that up they Uh, well the just dance i feel like when i watch the shows that's the part of the show that i would get up and go to the bathroom or get a drink yeah because it's like the intermission it's their bread and butter but it's it's definitely not anything for like us hardcore gamers or anything um but uh they really it was a really small number and they focused a lot on Mm -hmm. what people wanted to see um but yeah i i think uh overall it was it was a decent show um some of the parties held back we can kind of jump into that a little bit later but uh yeah let's you know let's get into it um all right what do you I, want to talk about first i guess um we didn't like super playing this out or anything but i just kind of thinking about you know a good way to jump in i know i you know we were kind of comparing notes and looking at some lists of things that were shown on uh you know on the floor or uh playable anywhere or in any big conferences and um i guess I kind of want to say, like, let's start out, and what was the number one uh, game specifically 
that surprised you that you weren't either you weren't expecting or it looks way better than you thought it was going to or anything like that uh for me hands down uh beyond good and evil too mm-hmm. um it that was a good was, moment it was a fantastic moment um yeah, it was filled with you know amazing uh you know an, an amazing cinematic experience that could be rivaled into uh, t- i was talking to some other people and they're like i would be okay with this being a movie Oh, like yeah. that was fantastic to watch. Uh, it was also mm-hmm. extremely emotional. Uh, it was it like 15 years in the making. We're coming up on uh, it's like years it's since like the first one. Four, I think it's uh, the end of this year will be like 14 or 13 years. But I mean, yeah, that's a long it's time. It's still, I mean, that's crazy. And yeah. uh, just seeing some of the characters, um, I immediately, uh, I immediately fell in love with uh, uh, the monkey character that they showed off right in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Like we don't have a ton of, uh, I probably need to watch the trailer a few more times to uh, nail down names and stuff. But uh, yeah. like his personality really drew me in. It was funny. Um, and then, you know, it got serious when it needed to be. It was very uh, fifth element. And I yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I kind of thought to be honest that beyond good and evil two was basically like Ubisoft's half-life three. Yeah, like dead in the water. This is something that is probably never going to happen, but everybody always thinks it's coming, and there's always like little teases and stuff like that. And uh, it was so cool to see the the you know I don't know if he was the original designer or the game director or whoever it was, but um, you know one of the guys in charge was up on stage and he just had like a tear in his eye, and he's like looking at all these people cheering at this game that he's been working on for you know more than a decade. Yeah, and yeah, uh, that's, it, was, it was really cool. There's yeah, a couple a moments like that, actually, but really um, big moment for uh, for that guy. And yeah, <clears throat> at the same time, you know, they announced a ton of stuff. Um, you can join. Uh, uh, it, it's like just a small website off of, and it was down forever, so I never, I never got a chance to do it. But you yeah, can I've forgotten them all by now. There, uh, it's like their Space Chimp uh, program or something like that to receive news. And uh, if they're going to have any testing available and stuff like that um, Mm -hmm. with the focus on, you know, they want you to be a part of the rest of development for this game since now it's known. Um, Really cool. I'm really uh, I'm really happy that that game's coming out and it was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah. And we, you know, apparently I don't know if it was right away or if I was just blinded by like shock and awe, but um I guess it's only been in like pre-production for like a year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have yet to see like, what's the gameplay. We, I mean, to be honest, we don't even know, like, is it a adventure game? Is it a action, like bionic commando monkey paw swinger? Like, yeah. um, we don't really know what it is other than that. It's a prequel. Um, there's a good bit of that. That was kind of a theme. Uh, just kind of looking at our list. Uh, there was a lot of twos. And, you know, we'll mention more of those. And there was a lot of, like, prequel sequels. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, that was an awesome moment. I mean, just total shock, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, you know, and I'm going to pick a different one, one. But, It wasn't yeah. the only one. There were plenty of other, like, right. wait, what? what's this? Wait, yeah. wait, oh, and, shit, uh, kind of moments. Definitely. And it's actually, uh, like, a surprising amount. Um, yeah, I don't really know how much I was expecting different. I think if you listen to, you know, our kind of prediction podcast and also the podcast I did with Drake, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, they're like, I was like, okay, we need to see some new IP. We need to see some, some, you know, some certain people need to come up and really like get some heavy hitters out. And they actually did that. Yeah. Uh, which was surprising because honestly, I, I just didn't expect it. I mean, I was saying it, it needs to happen, but I didn't think that they'd be able to live up to that. So, um, that's one reason why I think I've just kind of generally been a little more positive on E3 than, uh, some reviewers have. Right. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I mean, for you, what's, what was the, what was the title that was yeah. kind of your holy shit um, moment? I would definitely like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say a different one, but I think Beyond Good and Evil 2 was the biggest shock just because, like I said, it was pretty much a Half-Life 3 type game. Um, so my personal one is, and I'm sure everybody's going to be just totally shocked when they hear this, Anthem. Um, I'm known to get super hyped on stuff and specifically I'm known to get hyped on stuff that's probably not really made for me, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll always give Bioware a chance. It looks, I mean, the the idea behind it, the look of it, um, is totally amazing. The gameplay, I, I I'm shocked that they showed any gameplay. Yeah, uh, that it was really they, surprising. I mean, their their gameplay was very obviously faked, in a way that actually Bioware is kind of notorious for. But you know, it's still pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, you know, they, Bioware's been working on stuff in the past, like. At one point, Bioware was going to make a Command and Conquer sequel, and that just <laughs> didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, they were making that Shadow Realms game, the like four versus one, like Evolve style game, when right. there was a ton of those in development, and then Evolve didn't do very well, and a couple other ones kind of failed, and they all just stopped developing those. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Anthem is, uh, you know, for people either that can't remember or um, just are shocked that the game that they're thinking of is by Bioware. It, it really kind of looks like a kind of destiny yeah. style um kind of like a say clone but like like um, a like a mech suit destiny um yeah it's like if the if all of the characters in destiny were a titan and like an extra maybe foot or two tall so yeah. like all the characters that you're going to play as which appear to just be human um i saw some kind of interesting looking people but i don't know if there's going to be like a cyborg race or if there's gonna be any kind of aliens because you're certainly on an alien planet um i don't think yeah, you can you, swing you, that it's earth yeah you we're there's somewhere really weird um yeah that see i don't know like all i can think of is destiny when they yeah. took the leap off of when they were in their suit and they took that leap off and i was like yep. this is what it would look like jumping off the tower right like everyone ev- I mean, like everyone wanted to do we wanted to jump off the tower which I did do. See, well, well, we all did. But just <laughs> jumping off and like seeing what's down there. There's all this smoke down on Earth, and mm-hmm. that's the only thing I could think is if it is Earth, it's a crazy high structure that's been built. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just and been, then, the entire Earth has been totally mutated. Yeah, and and if that's the case, then um, it it really is uh, even more so. You know, like you didn't want to say Destiny clone, but right. it, it kind of is, and it's not yeah. that it's. going to be bad i mean it could potentially be you know better that's true it could be it could be something completely different we haven't seen we haven't seen any of the multiplayer we've seen scripted gameplay the story mode looks like it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um the way that uh you you know that drop in drop out just like 
you know, just like Destiny, but it looks, yep. um, hopefully the biggest thing is it's less um, linear, because Destiny, even though it's open and you just got these big worlds, uh, or these big patches of land that you go from point to point, you know, entrance, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, if, if they do a more open environment, you know, more along the lines of something like uh, like Far Cry or something, um, mm-hmm. it could potentially be something vastly different. Yeah, so that's and what it, I'm hoping for. I mean, um, it's one of those things where, like, uh, Bioware's... Um, it's just something that I've kind of noticed over the years. I mean, I play, like, every DLC, and I usually play through Bioware games, like, three or four times. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times... DLC will be kind of an experiment that they end up taking into their future games. And having seen Anthem, I I mean, honestly, it looks like Mass Effect Andromeda was just a kind of technical mock-up. Yeah, I like mean, a technical test for... It really was, because Anthem is all about, uh, you know, I mean, you're in a big, like, not... I mean, there are mechs, like, huge mechanical movers, and they actually show a couple in the uh, gameplay demo. Mm-hmm. But you're you're in this power suit that's certainly bigger and heavier than a regular person so the the fact that they seem to be focusing so much on traversal um is kind of interesting because you would think that those would be big slow weapons platforms mm-hmm. but uh you know one of the i mean the main thing really that they show off in uh in that in that footage was uh kind of almost like wingsuit style like flying around yeah and uh, all over the place. Like, they went underwater and continued to just kind of jet along underwater. Uh, slightly slower, but similar pace. Kind you of know, like I, falling speed. I really would have liked to have seen what that uh, that Juggernaut suit, how it gets around. I wonder if it's leaping, yeah. you know, like the Hulk. Yeah, because the, uh, you know, there's a couple, like, quote-unquote multiplayer, like, friends playing. It's, I mean, that's obviously all very faked. But, mm-hmm. um there's different types of suits and they all appear to get around differently. Like at one point uh, toward the end, a couple other people sort of like drop into the multiplayer and they're both in totally different suits. So there's a whole party of four and all different style of power suit. And every one of them moves around differently. I thought two of them were the same. I thought two of them, two of them might've been similar, but I mean, they clearly, they looked different and they appeared to have like slightly different means of getting around. So it's possible that, uh, you know, one was almost like... I mean, honestly, it almost looks like um, Hunter, Titan, Warlock, which is kind of more of a problem. Yeah, it really does. And that's what I wanted to point out, because the one that dropped in um, was standing and then just kind of floated and started to hover. And I was like, that was hovering like me. Hovering very magically, too. Not like hovering like, oh, my suit just keeps me off the ground. And yeah. it had, like, maybe little baby legs and, like, a big chunky body with guns or something. Like, it just totally looks like a mage hovering. Yeah, it had, like, a almost like an aura around it that was, yeah. like, circling. But um, So, you know, honestly, that's yeah. a little concerning because, um, you know, usually Bioware is pretty original with the way they do their stuff. I mean, you know, like, Dragon Age, how original can you be with, like, medieval fantasy, I guess? But they yeah. still built up a whole unique world that's pretty different than a lot of other stuff. So... So um, I, I'm thinking with time, uh, we, you know, we might see. I, I'm definitely, gonna, I'm, I'm with you, you know, always gives them a chance. Um, right. So, right. yeah. It, I mean, if you can put that kind of storytelling into Destiny, even if that's all they do, uh, you know, the weakest part of Destiny for me was the, the lack of a coherent story. 
So if yeah. it is literally just a clone, but with bio Bioware storytelling, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, we have Destiny 2 coming up, but it, for me personally, Destiny 2 is not something I'm going to be on board with. Um, so Anthem coming out as a thing. Yeah. Um, it, it almost seems like it was like they kind of saw it coming. Um, they kind of saw that, you know, there were that a lot loss of, people of just, goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that were kind of disgruntled with, um, with destiny after, you know, the first, the announcement of the second game. So, you know, here we are, here's kind of a, a similar thing. It's gonna, you know, if they push that story, just like you said, um, yeah, we're looking down the barrel of an amazing, uh, an amazing game. Yeah. All right. Um, since we're kind of already on that topic, let's talk about some other um, kind of surprises. I have one definitely in mind. Um, uh-huh. You can actually catch a live, you know, formerly live stream of this one. Uh, it was at the Ubisoft show, which, again, like I said, I think Ubisoft knocked it out of the park. Crushed uh, it, yeah. This is, um, I mean, definitely watching it was, uh, you couldn't guess what it is. It's not like an established, it's not, you know, an established franchise or anything. But yeah, uh, they have a new, like, pirate game that seems very much like assassin's creed 4 boat mechanics called skull and bones coming out yeah and that's what we all compared it to we're like is this like a an offshoot of yeah black flag uh what are we looking at here um yeah it's it looks interesting it's uh kind of an open world uh kind of seems like they're gonna have servers with a large amount of people but not mmo sized but you know a, a large populated zones yeah of, and um seems like uh what was it the um uh indian ocean so not caribbean right um so that's that's between sort of um africa madagascar kind of lower middle east over to india obviously and then there's like yep. singapore in there um so that, that could it, be pretty it, cool it, yeah, it's a it's a big stretch, um, and you know, moving forward, if the game does kind of come off successful, um, I could see other places added to it, like uh, like the Caribbean and stuff like that. But to oh, yeah. set you up, what you know, what you're looking at is, um, I'm not sure on the limit of people that you can have in basically your battalion, but mm-hmm. you control a ship, and then your friends can control ships that sail alongside you, and mm-hmm. when it's battle time. Um, you know, maybe some of them break off and go one way and some break off and go the other way and you and maybe one or two other ships kind of stay the course. Um, so those other two ships kind of get like a flanking, uh, like almost like a pincer attack. And uh, yeah, you just kind of sail out there and you're a pirate. It's, you know, you're tasked yep. with um, causing, basically causing chaos for um, maybe some of the royal like some of the royal groups as well as other pirates. Um, I imagine there would probably be some sort of NPC fluff. Um, I could see a lot of battle between, you know, oh, they've engaged, you know, this, um, uh, you know, this ship that was, this NPC ship that was carrying this stuff. And then another enemy ship, player manned enemy ship, comes up and starts battling for the cargo as well. Um, So a lot of options there. I I really want to get in there and, uh, see the um kind of the mechanics of what we're looking at for you know customization we've got a good look at gameplay um yeah it's pretty standard what you could imagine from black flag so um but 
I'm hoping that there's more to like when when they swung onto an enemy ship, it was pretty much just like a scripted fight. It wasn't even like a yeah. gameplay fight, and that really bothers me. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to swing over there and, you know, Assassin's Creed style, like not Assassin's Creed style, but just beat the shit out of stuff. I mean, that's just a cool pirate fight. pirate. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, pull out the you know the one shot, the blunderbuss or whatever, um, and 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 all that. It looks. It, it could be fantastic. So I'm going to keep mm. my eye on that. They also have a website set up so you can get um, beta, uh, beta access and, stuff, and yeah. uh, keep up on the info. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then the cap of that game or the cap of that trailer was really good. It was a yeah, holy they, shit moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a trailer to go check out online. Um, I don't want to bomb it, but I mean, it's pirate. So you can kind of guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was it, that looks really good. Um you know, it's one of those things where like the gameplay looks solid, so I need to see a little more to be sold, but like I'm a very sellable customer, you know. Like they don't yeah. they don't have to blow it out of the water for me to be on board. It just has to be something, you know. Right. Right. <clears throat> All right, what else uh what else was a surprise? Um it, it was it was a really interesting showcase of all of these conferences, which is where um, us at MGI, our eyes were. Our eyes weren't really on the floor because we were not at the floor show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we looked at what we could look at, and we've been keeping up with um, some of the floor shows from various outlets. But, uh, yeah, one of, the, one of the really big ones, it was surprising, and, uh, and it also had... Uh, Microsoft exclusivity uh, tied mm. to it, which we do not believe that, you know, that's true. I don't know why yeah. Microsoft show kept saying exclusivity. Uh, but Metro Exodus. Yep. Um, your kind of... If, if I had to pick an expert for MGI on Metro, it would be you. Think so? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm really into the Metro books. Um, really bizarrely, and I'm going to use this at some point in my life, uh, I'm friends with the author of the Metro books on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure how that happened. Uh, I like, I mean, you know, I, I added him at one point just cause I had kind of, for some reason I was asking something about the property and I asked his publisher and they just gave me his personal email address. Um, <laughs> so because why not? I mean, that's Russia. They're like, everybody knows that everybody's public information. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I have no idea. Like he's, uh, it was cool. And I, you know, I, every once in a while I'll see his tweets and I like translate it and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like, keep it up, dude. I throw him a like, yeah. Uh, I try to kind of just hover in the background. Um, cause I don't want to like rise up as just this like weird guy. Like I added him in like 2012 and okay. I mean, he'd been popular by then. The first game was like, like either out or very nearly out. So he's um, had plenty of time to delete you. Oh, I, I've saying. survived many purges is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. uh, there was one time actually that he had to have been doing a purge or something, and he sent me a Facebook message, uh, like in Messenger, and it mm-hmm. was in Russian, so I had to translate it, and uh, it basically said like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I had sent you that email, and I was kind of asking about you know some some like expanded universe Metro stuff," and uh, he just replied, "Oh, okay," and I just I, like I survived the purge. That was in like 2014. So, so he, he was ready to uh, just bash your head in Russian style. He was, he was then, getting the, the AK ready, and he was like, eh, this guy's all right. He's okay. 
We'll let it, yeah. I'll let it slide this time. I'll let it slide this time, but next time I do a purge, I'm going to yeah. be like six feet under the metro line, which is, I don't know, 20 feet under the ground. So I'll be pretty low. But uh, yeah, I mean, I really like Metro. The games, um, and I think Metro Exodus is the perfect thing to kind of bring. Um, it's not, I, I, it appeared to be open world and it was marketed sort of at E3 as open world. It's not open world. It's very large open zones. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, to be fair, that's what all open world games are, sort of. I, I but, mean, I would have expected um, uh, yeah, that it's, kind of point A, point B, you know, right. possibly third path. Uh, yeah, it's basically just... Uh, I mean, even if you watch the trailer, um, I kind of don't really understand where people got the open world vibe because it's... I mean, the trailer's obviously scripted because they want to make a good trailer, but hmm. um, it appears to be gameplay. It, I wouldn't put it past them because that's kind of what this company does is like little really good touches, like uh, the little animations like wiping dust off your mask or... You know, if you walk under something that's leaking and your gas mask gets water on it, you see the water ripple, and then there's water droplets that will stick on your mask for a little bit, and then eventually he'll wipe them off because they're starting to dry and, and leave smudges. So, right. um, there's actually, a, I mean, there's a button to wipe off your visor too, but, uh, you know, he'll do some stuff kind of on his own, your main character. And uh, I think my... Um, issue with previous games was that it was so linear and so gated, which nor I mean you know I, it's that can be fine, but um, I mean we're talking about metro like subway tunnels and then in the previous games like maybe three or four times you got out into open air, so yeah uh, this game seems a lot more open. You're going to be on the land more. It's based off of the the further books in the series, so it's you know more being outside the tunnels because that was really captured in the first uh, book and the second book. So, um, and it looked like they had been, um, you know, I don't want to say coasting on it, but yeah, they've been building up to this and, uh, by, you know, re-releasing, uh, the first two games and yeah, various, yep. various forms. Um, I feel like it's been forever since we've got, a you know, a new Metro game. Even though yeah, like, I think uh, Last Light came out in fourteen, I think. Yeah, it'll probably be so. Right around yeah, it's there. been a while. Um, and that might—I mean, it might have come out uh, holiday of thirteen, and I'm just not remembering correctly. So, um, you know, I think kind of opening it up more, giving player a little bit more agency, is really what this needs. So, mm -hmm. I, I think Exodus is really gonna—it's uh, probably gonna be the most successful one of the franchise, for sure. And I think it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, I uh, think it's going to be awesome as well. I'm, um, yeah. I, I'm definitely not as uh, into it as, you know, I, I don't have the deep understanding that I guess you would have for it. I didn't, you know, read any mm -hmm. of the books or anything. But yeah. it's a fantastic world, has really engaging gameplay, and those little touches that you were talking about, the water droplets and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, really sell you into a believable world. Well, yeah, uh, actually the studio uh, was made new to make metro 2033 because some guys managed to get the license mm -hmm. um they originally were at the company that made the uh, stalker series so um you know stalker was very open world very systems driven so i think they've just been kind of like waiting for their chance to kind of do this opened up thing but they just didn't have the funding or the technology before um, now that those first two games have sold pretty well and they, you know, they got HD remakes and everything, there's more interest in the franchise. There's going to be a film that's being worked on for, uh, Metro 2033. Yeah. I so, remember hearing about that. 
Yeah, it's going a little slower than I'd like, but movie industry is always like that. They announce something, like, before they cast a single actor. Like, before anybody writes a script, they're like, oh, we're making a new whatever. And then 20 years later, it comes out, and it's horrible. Right. So, uh, we'll see. Hopefully this one's turnaround's not quite that bad, but... Um, All right. Yeah, yeah um, that one's definitely... Uh, that one's going to be awesome. Um, I guess, moving right along, I think, mm-hmm. I think another good one to talk about uh comes from uh, is one of the big ones that comes from bethesda um and it's kind of weird bethesda's um bethesda's little presentation that they put on uh i feel like it was more meant for the physical uh you know being present during the experience and then visiting bethesda land i felt a little alienated by their um it was all it was was here check this video out check this video out and check this video out Mm -hmm. and that's it you know thanks for um it's so bad i don't even remember the host of you know who was out there host oh it it was uh it was pete hines yeah yeah um but wolfenstein 2 um to me that felt like it should have been within their show i expected a big heavy hitter um yeah. And I felt like Wolfenstein 2 would be labeled, or would be, you know, a middle of the pack, kind of like, you know, we expect this. We got Doom uh, a few years ago. Haven't really had anything since, uh, mm. what was it, uh, Wolfenstein A New Order? Well, technically the it was... New Blood. The, yes, the Old Blood. Um, old Blood, that was it. New Order and Old the Blood. The DLC. Yeah, New Order and Old Blood. Um, but... So it was kind of expected, you know. I, I I think on our prediction podcast, I said that we would definitely probably be getting a new Wolfenstein, um, mm. but they capped their show with it, you know. As here's the big big game, which and the trailer was great. I mean, to it, be fair, no, it's completely awesome. Um, yeah. I'm I'm super excited for it, and uh, you know that <laughs> the end of that trailer where the dude drops acid was something I've never seen in a video game before, and it kind of blew my mind. So yeah. that was awesome. Um, I really liked the like, live-action thing in the beginning, too. Yeah, oh, that was uh, that was something special. Yeah. And I, think it they, was I actually think long, they too. did that with the first... Uh, didn't the first commercial have some live-action stuff in it? I don't recall. I'll have to look into that. I, I think they've done that before. but Oh, uh, Fallout 4 had a live-action trailer. Hmm. I'm not sure what I'm thinking of. But yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those things to me, like when I'm thinking about, you know, talking about this on a podcast or writing about it. Um, and the reason I don't consider Wolfenstein to be like one of their major properties is because when I'm talking, like I said, I'm thinking about writing about it or whatever, um, there's nothing noteworthy. You know what you're getting mm. with... Um, with Wolfenstein. And it's not a bad thing. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way Wolfenstein 2 is going to come out and it's going to do the difference between Oblivion and Skyrim. Yeah, it's not going to revolutionize, you know, shooters or the anything, shooter. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's it's Wolfenstein. It's the same with Doom. Doom is Doom. You know yeah. what it's going to be. And uh, that's the only reason I don't know about uh making that a premier Bethesda mm-hmm. title, but other than that, um, I'm still excited for it. I'm going to pick it up. The story looks awesome. Um, he was yeah. wearing this, like, exosuit, mm-hmm. uh, 
that kind of it could come up and shield his face and stuff. And I definitely want to know more about that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. looking really good. So that was another big one. Uh, what um, do you got? What do you think? Uh, yeah, just to go right off with that. Um, kind of again, not like a super surprise, but uh, you know, still cool to see. And you know, we didn't know a lot about it going in. Evil Within too. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. I think. Uh, I think with Bethesda, and this is kind of carrying off of uh, Wolfenstein more than Evil Within, but I think they really understand what is good about games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, like, they saw, they, when they got the Fallout franchise, uh, they saw some really cool parts of those old games, and they just, you know, are, they didn't have an engine. They, you know, they looked at it and said, we don't have an engine to make a 2D uh, above, like, isometric, turn-based fallout like fallout one and two had been and they said you know how can we integrate this with what we have now and how can we capture the essence of what fallout is and everything and i think fallout 3 was absolutely amazing uh new vegas was good mm-hmm. um fallout 4 was you know a, a harbinger of things to come yeah uh, it was so good like, but it, i see our past yeah, fallout, podcast fallout 4 <laughs> was kind of hard just because fallout 3 was so good and i spent so much time in fallout 3 that Playing Fallout 4 is almost like, oh, this DLC for Fallout 3 is great. Right. You know? It's so like, it's oh, we like, just, you know, it, yeah. look, a new land. This is this is pretty cool. Yeah, I've taken a long break because I'm trying to just give it a chance to, uh, you know, I'm going to go back in and play it with all the DLCs at some point, probably pretty soon here. But uh, I've had to give it a big break just because I was still so high on New Vegas and Fallout 3. But, uh, you know, with the Wolfenstein, the first game, you know, you could... Um, do like those dream sequences where you had yeah. like the higher challenge and some of the older like style levels and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom really did that same thing where you could just go back straight into the old levels with the enemies populated in it. Um, I think they're really good at seeing, you know, like what's really great about a game and just like, let's just dump a full pile of that all over this sequel. So I think, uh, you know, with evil within one, it was kind of Bethesda, like as a company it was their first horror game and i've certainly heard that it was like very up and down like there were some really good parts and then there was like some really boring like slogs so i think with evil within 2 they have a chance to see what was good about the game and just really nail that well they Um, have they have they're in a unique uh position right now um and it's because the genre that they're create you know they're creating in is in a unique position right now um with the loss of you know, basically the the holy grail of survival horror games. You know, and you know a couple you know a couple of years back, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know it kind of leaves people clamoring. You know, we got things like Resident Evil came out to great great reviews and success. Um, Outlast Two snuck in there, fantastic game. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like. The guys at Bethesda, you know, the guys that are making Evil Within 2, they understand that it's at this fragile place. And they've taken, from what I could see in the trailer, um, and they've changed that feeling from uh, this, like, industrial feel that they had to more of this almost, uh, like, realistic haunt type mm-hmm. feeling. Um, there were several times I was looking at it and I was like, I get a kind of an early Silent Hill vibe from this. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it, it was awesome. Um, 
I, I believe they were dipping that guy in, in various other things. Looked like they were dipped in like a, a white wax. Yeah. And it was, it was just so like, you know, out of like left field kind of thing. Whereas most of the other games are pretty right on the nose, um, yeah. especially like Resident Evil. You knew there, there wasn't any any mystery aside from you know the major mystery of the game. There was no you knew where you were and what was happening, but you didn't know why. Mm-hmm. So it 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 feels different. So I think they really have a good shot at uh at making something awesome. Awesome. It's really one of my most expected games. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, um like I said, I mean they have a lot of potential with Wolfenstein 2 and Evil Within 2 both mm-hmm. to refine what they've had in the past and just say like, okay, that was a good game. This is a great game. Yeah. And I mean Bethesda's kind of known to do that. So um I'm definitely looking forward to those. Um, yeah, that's a Wolfenstein kind of uh, game. Yeah, let me scan the list here. Uh, just to keep in the theme, I guess, with Bethesda. Um, this is kind of expected, but certainly something that we knew no- absolutely nothing about. Uh, the Dishonored DLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, it's actually going to be standalone, so you don't need to have Dishonored 2. So if you just kind of want to experiment, this would be a good one to get. It's uh, Death of the Outsider, basically the uh, kind of god being that gives you your powers. Um you are kind of you're you're given the control of a character from the first game and from one of the books uh spinoffs and it's kind of like well we kind of need to go kill this guy because he's given people these powers that they shouldn't have so um i mean that sounds amazing like who doesn't want to just go like kill a god creature so um, i mean god of war we did it for a real long time so uh uh-huh i'm ready for my what fifth or sixth time through doing that so (laughs) yeah sign my ass up (laughs) I mean, killing godlike creatures, let's... I mean, this one was a total shock to me. I guess I might just be an idiot. But the Shadow of the Colossus is getting a full, like, redo. Yeah. Um, that was... It's not just, like, a HD whatever. Like, they're taking some of the original code, and they're going to completely rebuild Shadow of the Colossus. Right. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That, when... In, we I talked about it earlier when, you know, I was talking about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, mm. That was another what the hell am I looking at? There's no way this is real kind of moment. Yeah. Because, like, like why? I mean, the only thing that would have been better than them showing that off is if they showed off a Shadow of the Colossus too. Just something yeah. fully new. And Which this might be building up to. This, this could be, yeah. That's exactly you know, what I was getting if at. Metro, it's a, if, if Metro has anything to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, looks, it looks great. You get that same feeling... Um, I got the same feeling watching the trailer um, as I did, you know, seeing the original trailer. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, it's going to be great to get back into that world. Super excited for that. Yeah, I like, just it, because it, there's only Shadow of the Colossus, I can't say that, like, when I think of what my, like, top five or top ten favorite games are, I include series because... Mm-hmm. I get really invested in stuff, so the longer it goes on, the better it is for me, usually. Well, yeah, but, I mean... I mean, when, Shadow of the Colossus is one of the only standalone things that I consider one of the best games. I mean, when you're putting together your top five, it's really weird to say, you know, oh, I like this game, you know, without including the series. I mean, you wouldn't look at right. it like, um, what's, your all-time favorite telev- what's your all-time favorite television show? Oh, I like season four of Friends. Right, and yeah, uh, you would yeah. never do that. So I, I like, think it's... Mass Effect 2 is the best Mass Effect game, but I like all Mass Effect games. 
Right. Know? Because it's it, it's a it's a continuing it's not a right. continuing story fully of you know the same thing over and over again obviously, mm-hmm. but the the world is a continuing thing. Right. And so, I mean, like I really didn't like uh, Eco. Mm-hmm. Which I I only played it on the PS3 like HD remaster of both of those games, but uh, you know Eco just wasn't really for me. Um, Shadow of the Colossus is amazing. I've played a little bit of The Last Guardian, and I can tell you that that's a game like hopefully it ages like a fine wine because otherwise I might not ever get back to it. Like it's really <laughs> cool, but it's just like something about Shadow of the Colossus. I mean maybe it's like murdering endangered species, but. Um, there's something about it that just keeps it a lot more engaging, I think, than those other two games. Right. Um, so I wouldn't consider like the like Team Eco games to be my favorite, like as a group. But Shadow of the Classes specifically, honestly, I think it's one of the best games ever made. I agree. Speaking um, of uh, uh, best games ever made, killing endangered species, Far Cry Five okay. has a cool hunting All right. feature. All right. Just gonna go ahead and turn that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In that, that direction, um, that game for me looks great. I haven't jumped into a Far Cry. I I kind of I know you were a little bit different on this because you kind of picked up some of the middle ones. Um, yeah. But three was really big for me. Um, four not so much. Primal not so much. Um, mm-hmm. So five I think is going to be the next uh, Far Cry that I I've bought since three. Um, and it feels really good to have taken that break. And, you know, it's not that I haven't played the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I jumped in, I did my time, and, you know, checked it out. And then, you know, definitely decided it's just, you know, not not my jam right. at, the, at the moment. And it's kind of sad because I've been on Far Cry, I feel like, forever. Um, even there, like, early on they had the, um, like, it was one of the games that gave me the urge to want to chase... Uh, video game art because they gave me a, a video game engine to play with in their games. Yeah. So it, you know, the Far Cry is kind of a, I guess, like a special game for me, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a bummer that I didn't get into the last ones. But five, um, it looks like they've taken their time. They've done their research. I saw some um, yeah. developer diaries of them talking about um, them going out on location and meeting with people from. Mm-hmm. Areas that are very similar to the environment in Far Cry. Yeah. They literally flew out to uh, um, Montana, and uh-huh. they met with people that were, you know, some were interested in what was going on. Others just wanted to be left the hell alone. And they which fully, is amazing. They fully put that in the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some some heavy gameplay uh, trailers that I really recommend. Uh, anyone listening that's interested to go and check out, um, you know, you can get uh, your friends to come and help you. you can, and it is multiplayer, so you know mm-hmm. that's a different thing. You can get guns for hire, and then fangs for hire, which is uh, several different animals that you can have join you. Uh, they showed off a dog named Boomer. Yep. And uh, yeah, just a uh, dog meat style running up and taking people down, uh, even retrieving weapons and stuff for you, and reconning an area looks really good in this uh, kind of hostile American takeover environment from a weird cult that's afraid the world's going to be destroyed, but he's destroying it. it mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but I mean, it, uh, it looks good. Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I kind of came at it from a different direction. Like, I played a little bit of Far Cry 3, but I wasn't mm-hmm. super into shooters at the time. So, um, 
like I, I I've seen how Far Cry Three ends, and I've actually played the very ending, but I've never just played the whole game through myself. And uh, I got really into, well, not really into. I kind of liked Far Cry Four. It was a pretty good game. Um, I definitely understand all of the negatives for it, and those they're all true. Yeah. Um, and then Far Cry Primal, I was really into. I really like the idea. There's virtually nothing set in like, you know, caveman times. I don't know. Yeah, you know, my math's not good that, enough to calculate that right here. But like, that primal area, you yeah, know, that that that, yeah. that, that uh, prehistoric like, there's no Egyptians out there to worry about. You know what I mean? There's no like large buildings on Earth. Yeah, like just people with rocks that like one guy figured out what's going on with fire, and another guy was like, "Hey, I trained a wolf to like not kill me." <laughs> so that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was really interesting, and actually some of those mechanics are carrying over. And, uh, I mean, hey, let's just roll right into it. Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, Again, is this, for for me, is... With, with Far Cry 5... Possibly they, a returner, yeah. Yeah, Far Cry 5, they did their research. They found a real... Like, a, a real thing that interests them in, you know, this location. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a real location in Montana, by the way. Um, it's just a piece that they kind of made up. Um right. But they found something that was super interesting, and it shows through on the way the game plays and looks. Even before you know going hands-on with it, you can tell that it's almost like a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And Assassin's Creed Origins feels the same. Um, they've taken yeah. their time, and they've looked at, you know, they, they've done their research, and it fully shows. Yeah. Um, it's like... Uh, there's a lot of cool new mechanics. Uh, they've actually, like... Uh, I don't want to say simplified, but they've kind of made, like, the quote-unquote eagle vision work mm-hmm. better because you throw an eagle off your arm and it oh, has vision and it tells you what's A literal eagle? You yeah. literally have an so, eagle uh, for vision? You know what? Yeah, it used to be just kind of like some splinter cell kind of bullshit. Like, oh, you can just, like, you just know your target's on the other side of this wall. Don't worry about it. But right. now you, like, have this eagle that flies around and... He can kind of tell if people are behind things, but not really. You have to get an eyeball on him, and then he kind of, like, focuses, and you can mark enemies, and he can determine how dangerous they are, and he can figure out if that's your target and kind of help you plan that way. So uh, that's cool, and it's kind of, like, legitimizing because that was one of the stupid kind of standout things um, in a game that otherwise wants to be, you know, pretty accurate. Um, So that's really cool. The combat is totally streamlined. I mean, it's not like stand and wait for a guy to attack and then counter him and then just do that 50 times until everybody's dead. Right. Um, this is much more active. Like, you're dodging, you're, you're you know, staying mobile in the middle of a fight, uh, switching weapon types to determine, uh, you know, an enemy's weakness and how you're going to counteract them and everything. Um, knocking attacks away in the middle of an attack with, a like, your block button or whatever. Mm. Um, so that, that all seems... Uh, it seems like it's going to tie together really well. And it seems like these new mechanics are really going to revitalize the series that, I mean, is kind of on its uh, last chance, I think. Yeah. Um, it kind of has that, you know, we were in trouble kind of feel for the game yeah. because, yeah, I mean, we had, we had some poor games and then we had, it, it felt repetitive. And like I said, this does not feel repetitive. It feels new. It feels fresh. Mm-hmm. You can tell we've been missing it for this past year. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think that should be a standard 
I think they should take this time to um, rework their how they push out video games and how long they take. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be a a, a yeah, great you know. thing for it. And it just I had a favorite moment from watching Origins, um, uh-huh. and it was when he was um, during this gameplay trailer. This dude jumped on this boat and chucked this other guy overboard, leaving his son or friend just sitting at the front of the boat. And, and the guy like kind of seemed unconcerned that he just got like boat jacked right in front of his eyes, and now he's a kidnapped victim. It, it, well, before that, before the guy, before the guy controlling the assassin got in the boat, he stabbed a hippo underwater to death. Yeah, that was really uh, that was something. <laughs> so it was almost like this guy on the front of this boat had this epic story to tell about how this crazy hooded guy just stabbed the shit out of this hippo and jumped on board and tossed his dad overboard and then took him to a different location just to you know stalk around and kill more people Um, well didn't he like so it was just somebody playing and it was like i don't know it was like a producer or somebody that was like not necessarily like the guy they should have put in charge of the controller i guess (laughs) and he uh so he jacks this boat after murdering this hippo and he just like goes over to this area and like scouts it and it's clearly like over leveled for him so he goes there anyways and he just gets murdered so like (laughs) This guy on this boat, just, okay, so this dude jumps in the water, right? He swims over, shanks the shit out of this hippo, underwater still, (laughs) never came up for a breath. He just murdered a hippo, swims up to the top, jumps on my boat, throws my dad in the water, haven't seen him. He's dead. uh, It's been three weeks, I never saw his body, don't know what happened. He could be alive, but I think he went the way of the hippo. And then the son of a bitch drives me over to the side right i'm just sitting there trying to play it cool you know i give him my wallet didn't ask any questions wasn't looking him in the eye yeah and uh he takes me over to the patrol station gets out and the guards just kill him nothing (laughs) (laughs) and left me standing there like what the hell what so i went and took my wallet back off his dead body and i went home but not before those guards that he drove me to beat the shit out of me (laughs) no reason they just (laughs) caned the shit out of my legs they, they just didn't like the way that I looked. Uh, they thought I was robbing his dead body when I took my own wallet that has a picture of me in it back. So, <laughs> that's fine. But alright, <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving right along. We um, are uh, going to open a side radio play podcast based on that guy on the Assassin's Creed Origins boat. Yeah, so keep a, <laughs> keep an eye out. Keep a, keep a peeper peeped for that. So speaking of ridiculous things, they showed off more of Sea of Thieves, and I mentioned uh-huh. before the podcast that that game taught me how to eat a banana properly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the unpeeled just bit the top off of it. That's how a man eats a banana. Eats it like an apple. Yep. Um, but different from Skull and Bones, this game has um, its art style. It's not that I don't like realism, but I love that low poly stylized mm-hmm. look to video games and this kinda game almost, has it, uh, has it yeah kind of almost like team fortress yeah yeah team fortress uh, overwatch you know anything that kind of has that almost hand painted hard edge look to it mm-hmm. um so you know this game looks really uh looks really cool we've seen a ton about it so i don't want to spend a long time talking about it but yeah. uh um yeah, you know, just being able to enjoy that with your friends kind of like, in, in a different way, uh, because it's more exploration. You can get off your boat. They showed some of that, getting off the boat, mm. um, looking around and, uh, you know, finding, un, uh, like, undiscovered areas and, um, 
you know, using that to your advantage um, looks really fun. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, moving along. What um, else did you get? Yeah, so, I mean, Sony did... Um, I mean, as much as uh, their show was, I would say, maybe a little weaker than they've had in the past, mm-hmm. um, they still had some really good stuff. Specifically, uh, I mean, this was something that we were expecting, but uh, the new God of War, um, it appears to just be, you know, a retitle, God of War. Doesn't look like to me God of War Norse, or yeah, um, there's there's some things I still have to look into for this, um, including yeah. um, a developer diary on why Kratos doesn't have the the chains. Yep. Um, but I haven't checked into that. I don't know if you have. Um, Not yet. They, there's more to it, so it might be something that we bring up in the future. But mm-hmm. um, it, it looks fantastic. It was for the trailer. That's what I wanted. I wanted a little more action. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like we got some gameplay, some, you know, yeah, chopping, despite, through their, um, chopping through enemies, you know, clavicle and, you know, ripping things apart. It was, it worked out. I was pretty pleased. Yeah, it is. The, the attacks still have that kind of meaty, chunky feel, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is good because that kind of set uh, God of War apart a little bit. Um, certainly set it apart from like Devil May Cry where... Everything is just very quick and stylized. Um, so, you know, God of War kind of has that, like, beefy, like, this is just a dude with big-ass muscles and he breaks shit. Right. And it's so, it, it, it's a really weird uh, um, combination here because I get a feel uh, when I was watching it. Um, and it was the same feel that I got when I was watching uh, Uncharted 4, where Nate was working with his brother. Um mm-hmm. He's working with his son. His son's on his back, and he can right. do various things. Um, and it's kind of the same. Like in Uncharted, it was like, oh, you know, hold on, I can do this for you. Let you know, let me climb around you. And it just, I don't know. It, I, I got a. It might be something really little, but I got that feel. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but when that uh, when that serpent came up out of the water during the trailer, um, I, I like seeing things that are. Uh, much larger than Kratos because you know you have to kill it at some point or you know rip its eyes out or something yeah it's gonna be something crazy like if I don't get to rip something's fucking head off and put it in my pocket and bring it out whenever I want to yell at people um Mm. I'm gonna be a little disappointed so I'm going in already feeling like I'm probably gonna be disappointed but uh it's still gonna be a solid 9.5 I think well I mean you know that's definitely one of those things where it's like it's going to be really hard to live up to God of War 3. God of War 3 was a great capper. Um, it was like a really big step forward in graphics and everything. So uh, yeah. I, I think they can do it just because I know, you know, the studios that are working on it. But uh, I, I like it's it's sort of a no-brainer buy. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not even like a um, question. Um, right. And I feel like Sony has a few of those. Uh, yeah. yeah. Under their Under their belt, some of which weren't available at E3 because we mentioned that Sony felt a little lacking. And I think that's because they're, um, they wanted to save some stuff for like the PSX. So, yeah. And it's just like, uh, kind of like I said in the past, they've just blown it away so hard that it's hard to live up to that. Same thing with Bethesda. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, when you show up and you're like, Oh, fallout four comes out in three months and everybody just in the whole world shits. Yeah. Like it's hard to uncontrollably. Yeah. Yeah. And, Um, it, and it's not bad. It's not Sony's conference was not worse than Microsoft's. 
right. um, or worse than almost any other conference. I mean, except the ones that just knocked it out of the park, Ubisoft and Nintendo Ubisoft. for me. Yeah. Um, but they were, they, you know, they just they played it safe and they were on par, and they mm. still had things in the reserve. So it's almost like like a power move, you know. Like mm-hmm. they're so powerful, they don't have to show off their best thing. They they're like, oh, uh, here's our they, stuff. You know, here's some cool stuff. You know, I'll see you guys. You know, mm-hmm. a couple months with some. And real actually, cool uh, too. you know, I think that PlayStation did a good job of. Um, they've done this in the past, and I actually kind of mentioned it. I think in our lead up, where they're good with smaller stuff, and they're good with kind of you know indie weird ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to touch on some of that, like specifically, um, I mean, speaking of much smaller stuff, uh, you know, we just hit Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, God of War. Those are going to be massive, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a kind of beefy DLC. It's called the the Frozen Wilds. So it's kind of like a new region to explore. Um, I didn't get a whole ton of details on this, but I don't know how much they put out to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, um, basically it's like a new place to run around and a game that was kind of already hailed as like one of the better open worlds. So, I mean, you basically can't go wrong with that. It's got some new story stuff going on. It's got some new side stuff going on. So, um, basically, a, you know, a good addition to an already great game. Um, there's now also going to be a prequel to Life is Strange. So, previously, Sony said there's going to be a Life is Strange 2. And then at E3, they announced Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is a prequel to the first Life is Strange, which I believe... Uh, this month is free, right? On PlayStation. It 4? is free this month. Grab um, it, grab it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, the Before the Storm is a prequel to you know what you can get for free right now on PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus, and it's a three-part episodic. Uh, you know, just like they have been, but it's only three parts, so it's not the standard. What do they do? Like yep. five or six? Um, I think they I had five. I think it was five. Um, so it's going to be a little shorter, but. We were debating before on whether or not this is what they were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, saying that... Yeah. Did, did, didn't, did they specifically say sequel to Life is Strange? I believe they specifically said that it was called Life is Strange 2 and that it was a sequel. So right. I don't know if they were talking about... I don't know if they what they meant was there is going to be another game and it's this prequel. Yeah. Or if that means that there's going to be this prequel... The original game, which is free on PlayStation Plus, go download it. And then also a 2 to be announced in the future. So, you know, we could be looking at here, play this cool little bit that, you know, they might have been working on since, like, the wrap of Life is Strange, which has been a little bit, um, and had a side team working on this before the storm. It looks different. It it has uh, just a full different, for me, it has, I think, a different art style. Um, I mean, it's the same yeah, art, art direction, but they're pulling in, um, like different things, that, yeah, different talent. So, um, I think we could be looking at maybe like a smaller sub group within their studio working on, worked on before the storm. And then the majority of the team that worked on life is strange is working on mm-hmm. a follow up to life is strange. So, um, you know, it's a wait and see game, but before the storm looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, they're yeah. really heavy hitting with the story. It, you know, it's it's really weird that we don't talk about Life is Strange more than we do, mm-hmm. because of how story driven you are, and uh, um, 
it's just an, it's another one of those cool games that you feel like you can sit down and play and yeah. get that experience not in a very long setting you feel like you accomplish something yeah that's something, something i try to be like. careful with because uh i typically wait until all the episodes are of something are out i buy them as they come out but i usually don't play them until the end mm-hmm. so that's really weird but um like yeah I, so i'm going through life is strange i'm just now going through it just because i happen to buy the like season pass when a whole bunch of good stuff was coming out and then i've just been bombarded by good games ever since right. so um i believe i'm like I'm literally like five minutes away from the end of uh, the second episode going into the next one. I had played the first one like twice in the past, weirdly. So that kind of actually hung me up a little bit because, you know, having to play through something again, that's exactly the same pretty much. I'm in the uh, same with boat. The, you know, the changes of like, um, you know, your story choices or whatever. But that most of that comes back toward the end. So I haven't really seen that play out yet. I've actually but, been uh, waiting to play this as a uh, like a story mode gaming uh-huh. section um like a like almost like a let's play of story mode uh just running through the whole thing but the thing that's holding mm-hmm. me up is i've already played the first chapter yeah you know i played it when i think they gave it out for free one month um and uh yeah i just kind of gotta go back and do that again but i guess right. something to look forward to yes yeah, i mean it's definitely a really good game like the more you get into it uh it's one of those things where i'm like okay next save point i'm done and then I get, like, nine more chapters in, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I always end up running, like, running the clock out on playing that game. So, uh, it's really good. I I mean, in general, like, really story-heavy-based stuff is my favorite, like you said. And it's also something that I really hate to spoil. So, I try not to talk about it at all. So, it kind of comes across that I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's good. Go get it. Like, honestly, I really enjoyed this game. Um, it's the first company after... I guess Telltale and uh, Quantic Dream to really dive into that story stuff. Right. So um, I'm excited for that. Uh, that same company, actually, something I forgot to add to the list here, mm-hmm. is uh, making that vampire game. Oh, we is got it? to see. Uh, we got to see some. I don't know if making that. I don't know if it was gameplay. Again, it was like very, very, very staged scenes of gameplay within a trailer. So. Um, is that yeah? It- is that game by um, being produced by uh, Focus Home as well? I feel um, like yeah, that's another Focus Home Interactive. Yeah, yeah it's Focus Home Interactive. Um, Square Enix did Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. And then these guys were like, hey, we can make a little money on the side from somebody else, right? So, yeah, they got this vampire game going on on the side. Um, so I don't know if they have three teams or what's going on with that. But... Uh, yeah, the vampire game's been in the making for a while. It's vampire, uh, V-A-M-P-Y-R. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't know, old gothic spelling, I guess. And uh, that's, I mean, honestly, the I'm really excited for this game. Uh, the trailer looked to kind of be taking itself a little too serious, and it was a little too Twilight for me. Um, which, I, I'm hoping that that's just kind of a quirk of marketing, like, let's sell this to as many teenagers as we can. <laughs> and not an uh, indicator of the final game because it seemed a lot more interesting than this kind of trailer put off, I guess. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about that. But I mean, to be fair, this is kind of a game that, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to know what they're going to be delivering. So um, I'm yeah, definitely going to be keeping my eyes on it. It's, it. Yeah. And that's one thing that kind of puts me off is yeah. we don't know and it's the same with several of their titles that i see coming out of 
focus home, not at, you know as a at, you know as I'm producing. Um, right. I'm very interested. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested, but it just you never know what you're gonna get. I can't go yeah. all in on something that I'm looking at and questioning. So right, right, and, and it's a. Uh... You know, there's also the difference between, like, okay, I know that this game is not going to live up to the hype, but I know what it is, and I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, I can't think of an example, but, I mean, there's certainly games like that, where this is a game where it's like, I don't know if I want to buy this the day it comes out. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because it's just, I don't know what to expect. They really haven't shown gameplay. Um, this, like I said, this this marketing's kind of throwing me off, so uh, I hope we get a good chance to kind of eyeball it again in the future. Um, but I mean, like I said, I mean, it's still cool to see, uh, regardless of, you know, how I felt about the message, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's coming along. It seems like it's kind of, you know, nearing a playable state. So, um, hopefully that'll be around before too much longer. Agreed. Um, speaking of, I, I, you know, not saying that vampire, it's in a huge game, but like a smaller, a smaller thing, we were kind of on that, that stream of like things that are just kind of cool that were announced. Um, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild had an expansion pass, and uh, June 30th, the first pass does come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked a bit about it. DLC Pack 1, um, titled The Master's Trial. Um, as the Trial of the Sword, Hard Mode, Hero's Path, um, Traveler Medallions, and New Armor. So, um, some kind of cool extras for a game that's already amazing. Um, since E3 um, started up and I was watching some of the stuff. I found myself playing uh, Zelda while I was mm. watching. Um, and then just labeled as Holiday, um, we'll get the second part, and it's the Champion's Ballad Pack. Uh, new dungeons, some more original story, and uh, more challenges. You can expect probably new weapons and armor too. So I thought that was a great... Um, it's kind of like how we were talking about DLC. That's a great DLC that I didn't... Yeah. like. I knew was coming, but I didn't expect to see it for a while Mm. because they were still kind of it's still one of their heavy hitters on the console so um yeah yeah, that's going to be awesome you can get one get one of them really soon Mm. um but i guess aside from that uh i guess where do you want to go from here do you want to keep talking about some of the smaller titles um um let's just hop into some of the some of the uh kind of bigger announcements or stuff that we haven't really seen before. Uh, Specifically, I'm thinking of something I was really anticipating and I've really pleased what I saw. Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Um, Great trailer. Uh, Yeah, it was kind of curious what it was going to be, I guess. I mean, like, we we had a concept of, like, these androids. Um, I think they had pretty much sold the idea that it was like you were an android detective. Yeah. And uh, they've added this whole other layer of, like, uh, there's this android. I don't know if you play as multiple characters or what, but there's this I assume android. You do. Yeah. Yeah. There's an android that is um, kind of become self-aware, and he's mm-hmm. like, uh, our people are like slaves, and we're forced to like do some pretty dangerous shit, and like I don't want to do that. And he's going to like android salesmen. And, like, just busting all the other androids loose. And he's like, all right, guys, you want to go, like, rebel? Or do you want to sweep the glass that I just broke? And he has and this like, uh, all right. He has this touch that allows them to unlock their um, their own consciousness. 
yeah, so they like can break in like an AI shackle or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, like it, it's almost like a weird override that they get. Mm-hmm. Um, but that trailer was awesome. Uh, you know, just yeah. tons of stuff, including basically that um, android genocide, and then you get to decide the fate of the guy after he's been caught that just wiped out like thirty androids. Um, yeah, kind of, which just is really crazy um, anarchy shit too. So yeah, yeah, and it's like. You know, you're a bunch of androids that are like, hey, we're just like regular people. And then you get this chance that's like, uh, do I murder this guy? Because he just killed what to me and to a lot of people are essentially humans. Or do I let him live and be the bigger man and be like, well, look, this guy's a terrorist and I'm just somebody that wants freedom. Like, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, And and they're really capitalizing just like they have in the past on where your emotions going to take you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really cool. They pull in a lot of that. I mean... Yeah, Morality. these games, um, you know, Heavy Rain is a good example. Uh, Beyond Two Souls was a good example of a game that, like, you don't want to play it the way you might play an RPG, which is like, oh, I'm going to be the good guy now. Like, yeah. you really want to play it as you feel. And it's, you know, it's not going to maybe get you the perfect ending or whatever, but um, at least the first time through, because, I mean, these are games that reward you for playing through, like, 45 times. Yeah. Um, You know, at least the first time through, just go with your gut, and your decisions don't have to be... Um, you know, they don't have to be consistent. They don't have to like stick to one, like mages are evil or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, just kind of go don't. with the flow. That's yeah. It's yeah, really just... cool that way. Cause that's, I mean, that's what people do in real life. Yep. Gut it, um, just and... gut instinct the whole game and it'll right. be, uh, I think a really rewarding experience for anyone who plays through, uh, whether it be any of the titles, previous titles or coming mm-hmm. up for Detroit. Um, right. yeah, it'll be really rewarding to do that. Um, yeah, another bigger game that was definitely, I think, a surprise for a lot of people, uh, Metroid Prime 4, back to the Nintendo. We got nothing from it, but all they had to do was show us that 4, and everyone was out of their seat. Uh, yep. That was really, really good. Um, yeah, and they're making, like, a. I, I heard the other one is kind of like a remake of, um, was it Metroid 2? Yeah. the uh, Like um, Samus Returns? The game, the game Boy game, yeah. Um, looks really good too. Um, nobody saw Metroid at the expected Metroid at the show at all, and they come and out there swinging two. with two games. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I guess that kind of just shows you how when I, when I personally say Nintendo won the show for me, it's because of stuff like that. Um, well, they're able to come with the stuff, and actually, um, I mean, like you said, there wasn't a lot to say. Um, at the Ubisoft show opened basically with uh, Mario and the Rabbids. Which yeah. is like, I could not possibly, hearing about it, because it had been, you know, mentioned before, it wasn't like a new announcement or anything, I could not have given less of a shit. Like, well, I would have died from never shitting if I had to shit to give a shit about this game. Well, if when you hear rabbits, you immediately right. think, oh, why the fuck Just do I even care? Crumble apart inside. But it was like, it looks great. It looks and like, so good. Nintendo just, uh, Nintendo has this way, like, in the same way, like, you know, it. Like I said about uh, Detroit Become Human, my views are not necessarily consistent on this. Nintendo has a way of just making absolute trash. Like, you press A to jump and you jump a block. Like, they make it look good. And then, I mean, I do, like, in general, I have the feeling that Nintendo kind of gets away with some kind of lazy shit sometimes just because they're Nintendo. But it's because they're able to be like, okay, so it's like a XCOM-ish tactics game and there's rabbits in it. So immediately I vomit my guts out. And then they turn around and they're like, 
oh and it's like a mario franchise thing and there's some really cool <laughs> shit going on and i'm like it as we were watching it live this is actually probably uh just a youtube video by itself of just me being like no this is stupid oh shit it looks good oh god i have to buy this <laughs> yeah yeah uh, um so so i mean it it does have that that XCOM feel where you can use your um use the other people in your party uh mm-hmm. and kind of like a teamwork thing yeah like a teamwork thing and you you know move from cover to cover or don't use the cover at all use one guy to draw fire and mm-hmm. um while the other guys put people flank. on and uh, it's very tactics yeah. um yeah so i love tactics games yeah it's it i'm not good at them but i love them it's gonna be fantastic they have a ton of interesting environment um like environment things that you can mess with like uh like the pipes in mario yeah so i think that one's gonna be a fun one to keep an eye on yeah and then i mean if we're talking about nintendo we might as well stick to it um there's also going to be and again these are things that we didn't see too much about but there's also going to be a uh, kirby for switch yeah it looks like it's a a four-player kirby title um not 100 percent sure on what we're looking at uh with that game but um i'm hoping it's just that standard kind of kirby experience with friends so yeah hopefully some some new like enemy types and stuff to just get and get some new powers or whatever yeah Um, um and in that same vein um yoshi on switch kind of has that feel of um uh, almost like a little big planet it's like they're kind of not biting their biting their style but they're kind of like it, it's kind of transformed into that because of yoshi's woolly world and other games that have come out um uh-huh. but we are looking down at a, another yoshi game or a yoshi game coming out for the switch um sometime soon uh, i do want to point out though um saying that nintendo won the show for me is um and it's because of what they showed off, but it, I guess it's not entirely fair because Bethesda didn't show anything outside of 2017. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas Nintendo showed things that were, you know, they had 2018 labels, like Holiday 2018. Um, so they showed things that were, and some things that they talked about uh, don't even have a release date. We probably won't see them until 2020. Uh-huh. So... Um, you know, I just I wanted to point that out. So, uh, they, but they did great. Um, Super Mario Odyssey is um, uh, coming up. It is in my like top three games. Uh, October mm-hmm. is going to be horrible for my wallet. Yep. It's it, I, it's already terrible. <laughs> um, so many good games, but Super Mario Odyssey for me um, is right there in the top two. Um, and it, if, if you are interested, go check out our Nintendo um, on Twitch. We have a collections tab. Check out the Nintendo Treehouse Live. Um, p- after mm. the post show, or after um, the, the show, we have a post show where uh, we talk about Mario for about a half an hour and watch some of the gameplay. And it watching that, you like if you're any sort of a video game fan, uh, even... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you grew up playing Mario or even playing Nintendo. I feel like most people would get excited about that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, they got. I mean, like uh, Nintendo got a, did a good job. Um, they're even able to get away with some stuff where they like 
they just kind of like you know a dude leans off the microphone and he's like uh there's gonna be a um full rpg pokemon game on the switch and everybody just shits their pants like, yeah they just lose their mind and yeah. that's and it's, that's pretty like, much honestly, what happened. i mean i've been waiting for a console pokemon game my whole life and then after having played on the Switch a little bit, I really enjoyed the mobileness of it. I didn't really like the... Uh, I mean, I played a lot of original DS. I really didn't get into the 3DS too much. Uh, it's just like my circumstances changed, I guess, where like I was no longer in the backseat of a car while somebody else drove. I was the driver now. Yeah. So um, like mobileness is starting to come back a little bit, whereas I can like watch TV in the background or I can hang out with Shannon while she's cooking dinner and I can just like stand in the room with her and play on the switch or whatever or i can bring it when i go to the computer and just kind of stand it up and kind of dick around while i have something going on in the background yeah so, um like I'm, I'm really liking it one of the just one of the kind of an offshoot about just the switch um mm-hmm. we had to go before we uh went on our trip to ohio had to go and get our tires rotated we went to a pizza place across the street brought the switch and we played mario kart while we mm-hmm. ate pizza mm-hmm. while we waited for our Tires to be rotated, oil to be changed, you know, all that standard car stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's really good to, you know, I, I think it's a great uh, great ship to get on board with. Uh, it's I yeah. think this console is going to be here to stay. You know, unlike some of their past things, like the Wii was great, the Wii U kind of bombed, but I think yeah. this one is it's going to have some staying power because it kind of crosses that. Uh, bridges that gap between console and mobile. So, mm-hmm. and honestly, I, I have a, I have a 3ds. I haven't touched it since the Switch came out. Yeah, like I mean, I had a I I, I sold my 3ds back to I had a 2ds, but I sold it back to GameStop to buy my Switch with. So, right. uh, you know, it's like um, I think they've just from based on some other announcements we've heard, it kind of almost sounded like they were gonna have the switch only for like hardcore console games and some like weird indie stuff and then the the handhelds only for handheld games but now it seems after this announcement that they're gonna kind of mix them a little bit yeah Um, apparently people are still expecting pokemon star like a third version to go with sun and moon to come out on the console so i don't know why they think that but hopefully they have some news that i don't yeah them saying that it's a pokemon rpg for the switch is adding that RPG thing in there is really important. Just saying a Pokemon game for the Switch, mm-hmm. um, that would have bummed me out a lot. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people don't understand them just saying a Pokemon game or Pokemon RPG for the Switch. They're just like, oh, well, whatever. We got Pokemon games for our handheld. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the same. <laughs> it's just there's no there's no way that it's the same. Uh, it. And we've got tastes of it in the past with like Pokemon Snap and Coliseum and stuff like that. And um, but it all that is is like a taste. It's not it's not what we want, but it's kind of what we got. Especially with like the Potekin uh, tournament, um, it's awesome. It's awesome to see them out there and fighting and you know on yeah. the big screen. But it's it's just not the same as you know starting starting out as a trainer and building your way up and battling. Um, uh, yeah, there's going to be some good stuff with this uh, Pokemon for the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, um, another cool game that was um, shown off a little bit was the Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, it Xenoblade is an 
it's, it's a really cool series. Um, it's kind of an overwhelming series, to be honest. If yeah. you're, you know, if you're not, if you didn't start, you know, way back when. But uh, nonetheless, if you're into that um, action, uh, uh, like, what was that called? Like real time battle, hmm. uh, like JRPG. I would say Xenoblade is probably a good one to go to. Um, and Chronicles 2, I watched some uh, some gameplay of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's everything that you would want from a standard, like, action... Um, or a standard, uh, RP, uh, you know, RPG, JRPG. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they've even started including, like, side attack, like, certain... Thing or you know certain attacks are they deal more damage from the side some do from the back um, it's it's just shaping up to be really good so it's mm-hmm. one to keep an eye on I just I, I just wanted to mention that one as well just because you know on top of everything else Nintendo shut off that one was uh, that one was kind of I don't want to say lost but you know it, there was a lot so mm-hmm. um, what right. else do you got? Uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, uh, I've tried to put it off just because I'm trying to put it out of my mind because I'm so pumped for this. Uh, the new, um, I guess, Middle-Earth Shadow of War game, uh-huh. they showed Definitely. more gameplay. I mean, I've I've had, uh, man, I don't know, if you put them all together, it's probably like an hour of gameplay has been released before E3. And I just, I mean, like, this E3, they showed some more stuff, specifically, like, how you're going to be building your army and everything. It just looks absolutely amazing. I mean, the more I see of it, the more I love it. And uh, they've actually fixed a couple of the little art issues that I had in, like, previous trailers, which I guess was, like, there's probably just a shader or something that they turned on that they just didn't have in the past. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's looking a lot... I mean, like, before it looked good, but now it's looking really extremely good. Um, I mean, I'm super pumped. And I, like, I'm actually working on a little write-up of the first game and kind of, like what it meant to the industry at the time and everything and um yeah it's I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan i really love how the game plays i'm really looking forward to this one it seems like a natural progression um i'm, I'm hoping for the best for that um there's also uh another game i'm just gonna go over stuff i reviewed apparently uh, xcom 2 is getting uh expansion pack um kind of like a standalone dlc i think you need the base game to play it but it's a it's a fairly large story-based dlc war of the chosen mm-hmm. which adds in uh from what i can tell i didn't watch the pc gamer show so i actually missed it and i actually missed that one too yeah like 96 percent of the entire gaming audience probably missed it but um there's basically like three like i guess like organizations that also are kind of doing their own like stand against the alien thing um so like in XCOM 2, you know, the aliens have taken over the Earth and you're like a resistance force. So there's these three other groups that you're trying to like learn their secrets and maybe see if they'll join you or maybe you just have to wipe them out and take what they've got because they're easier to take down than the alien overlords. Um, seems really cool and there's like DNA spliced uh, like humans with some alien DNA so they can have these cool powers, which was from the expansion of XCOM 1. So they're really carrying the story forward in a really cool way. Nice. Um, definitely looking forward to that. And actually, XCOM 2 is a good... Uh, if you can catch that game on a sale, um, it's pretty cheap to pick up now. It's definitely a good one. I have a review for that up on the site somewhere. And uh, I, I, one of the games that just kind of... Um, 
I didn't want to say I was surprised by it because I heard a lot about it before we went into it. But uh, mm. Star Wars Battlefront Two um, yeah. shocked me on how much I wanted that game. Yeah, it, we didn't um... we didn't get you know any of the like campaign you know or story stuff. Um, right. But the revitalization of the multiplayer confirmed that I want that game. Yeah, that was actually my. Like you said, like it, it's not a surprise, but it was kind of surprising. Like, um, I played, uh, you know, Star Wars Battlefront One. Um, I was in the like alpha and beta wave testing. I think I only participated in the beta, but yeah, I think um, I was as well. Did we participate yeah. in together? I I'm played not, with like possible. two or three people. I think. Yeah, we probably did, but um, yeah. So you know, I got to play the first one a little bit. It just wasn't my thing. Like, um. I'm not normally super into competitive multiplayer. Everybody's heard that a thousand times. Sorry. But, uh, like, the multiplayer in this is looking really good. It's actually really pulled back to um, a lot more of what the original Battlefront games were like. Um, yeah. Where it's got that, like, kind of... Like, it's fast-paced, but it's not fast-paced like Call of Duty. Like, you put a toe out of line and everybody's dead and you have to wait five minutes to respawn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people yeah. are hopping into ships and they're like clipping pieces of the environment and exploding with live on stream had to be embarrassing yeah it's uh, like uh it, it, it's almost like uh you, you know that you're not a um like a key player when you're playing right. the game and yeah it's all about like earning little player. points yeah you're, exactly. you're you're just like a little you know a little cog in the yep. in the machine um and, and uh, that's really cool yeah, they showed off, like, I think it was really bold, and I was actually, uh, I watched the EA Play conference with, like, Game Informer editors kind of mm -hmm. commentating over it, and um, it was really interesting where they were talking about, like, and I didn't think about it, they're like, you know, they're showing Naboo, they're showing a scene from episode one, or possibly, like, extremely early episode two, I guess, where it's like, uh, you know, people, like, really hated those movies, and it's a super bold move that now that they're expanding to basically all timelines they're like oh yeah remember that thing you absolutely hate well now you're playing as jar jar <laughs> Which, yeah. like, that's not true but i mean you weren't jar jar but you know that's they're in this world that i think people kind of generally thought was cool but just not well used and uh you know you got the battle droids running around you got the super battle droids like you, roger rogers all over the place um yeah and and... the special units look really good and they seem to play really well but still like I mean, if you get Darth Maul and you just totally fuck up and you just stare in a corner and don't defend yourself, you're still going to get taken down like a bitch. So, um, yeah. you know, I, it, it really captures the early Battlefront games, which I think is what the first one was lacking, this new one. Um, so now that the new Battlefront 2 is coming out, I'm, I'm super pumped. I mean, that multiplayer really just confirmed, like, it was possibly like a rent or wait for it to get cheap and just play through the cool campaign. But now that I've seen that that multiplayer is really what I liked from before, I think I'm gonna dig into that. Yeah, and I yeah I think for me that's a uh, th there were just too many like playing the first one. I think it comes from playing the first one and then seeing mm -hmm. the changes for the second one. Um, kind of just already lets me know that it's it's gonna be uh, something that I want to be a part of. And the story mode I think is just gonna add more. It kind of reminds me of. Um, more recently, you know, I bought Friday the 13th. The, you know, the multiplayer looked fun. I, mm. I love, you know, pretty much everything uh, surrounding the world, you know, of the Friday the 13th. And uh, yeah. 
and them saying, oh, and then in the summer we're going to bring out a story mode. It's just, it's like, yep, I, that's kind of a cherry on top. And them releasing yeah. Friday the 13th for like uh, like 40 bucks. That's, yeah, for me, that was kind of a no-brainer. You know, I want to support that. I want to support those people that are pushing out. The, they know that they right now have the multiplayer-only game. Um, and uh, they're not going to make you pay the full price for just multiplayer. The same with Lawbreakers. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's a good thing that um, they can get behind. Yeah, there's, like, um, I get kind of in general, like, this E3 kind of captured, like, I think this is going to be the year that pulls me into multiplayer stuff. Like, I've been kind of, like, it's been in the back of my mind a lot, like, just mm-hmm. kind of thinking, especially after we had talked about, like, playing... Um, um what was the dead island uh dynamite yeah, dynamite yeah um and having kind of some of those memories come back to me and it's like dude like it's it's definitely something that like kind of falls in and out of favor for me but i think it's about to be in favor again yeah there's I some think, games uh, coming out that are really going to do it for me i think I, I think um one of the big ones will probably be far cry mm-hmm. um being able to you know run around in that together i look forward to doing some uh like let's plays and stuff like that yeah, definitely. It's going to be a good time. But yeah, moving, um, I guess moving right along, we do have a few more to go before we get into um, uh, what we were surprised wasn't at the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just tossing one of them out there that was kind of, it was a big game and we expected some big stuff from it. Um, Days Gone had yeah. uh, some new gameplay and it showed you how you can use them. What were they calling the zombies? They were calling like Freakers? Or something like Freak, that. Yeah, freaks or freakers or something like that. Um, you can use them as a weapon, and that was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind of dodging, and I I want to know more about what's happening with that story. So that game pretty much has me sold. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, too it's looking really good. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of something. It's one of those games that I just like tried to in my head just be like, no, that's not for me. And the more I see it, the more I'm like, nah, shit, that's pulling me in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was thinking it was kind of like a state of decay type thing, but uh, like I said, the more I see it, the, the better and better it's looking. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, that that game's a little spooky, so let's stick with that. Um, this has been announced before. I didn't hear about it before, so I guess I'm just blind. But uh, the new like Call of Cthulhu game, and it's just straight up Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, that's looking really cool. It's like the trailer was like really moody. Um, it set a really good like backdrop. It's it's pretty clearly like a couple gameplay segments cut in with some cinematics. Yeah, um, definitely. And they've got like, in the trailer at least, there's like this overtone the whole time of like these kind of like psychologists or like doctors talking. And uh, it's kind of implying that like your character is in a hospital bed in like a coma or something. Or like, you know, like going in and out of consciousness of like insanity. Yeah. And in the game, you're like walking around with this um, lantern and like, looking around at like there's some like weird stuff going on and you're in this like haunted house sort of and then you see a person and he like books it chasing after him and then like shit just gets off the rails and like at one point you're like um i think cthulhu uh you know that kind of lovecraftian stuff in the past has kind of gotten wrong where they're like oh i get it it's like spooky fish people and it's like that's a big part of it but that's not all of it and i think this trailer really nails it when he's kind of like he like gets shot backwards kind of like uh um in doctor strange he kind of gets like shot out of 
the universe that he's in, sort of. And he, like, flies out in, like, the psychedelic space area, and he looks at where he came from, and it's, like, this giant, like, living, tentacled universe. Uh, like, a galaxy thing. It's just, like, a super spooky shit going on. And then he gets, like, tunnel sucked back in, and then he wakes up on the hospital bed. Yeah, and they're... And he's, like... And, and yeah, he's freaking yeah. out, and they're, like, no, you need to rest. Um, yeah, they're, like, dude, you're, you're nuts. You need to, like, chill out. So, yeah, at least, you know, it leaves a lot of questions. It's another one of those games, just like Vampire, I'm not... I'm not sure about. Like, it looks yeah. awesome. The, the, you know, the horror side of that game calls to me. The being in the hospital Definitely. bed and, you know, the... Um, wondering really calls to me but then again you know you just don't know so it's one of those ones i'll definitely be keeping an eye on Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's uh it's looking really interesting it's definitely something i want to keep my eye on it's kind of got that outlast vibe a little bit it's kind of got um yeah kind of more of like a gone home like just like inherently creepy like spooky atmosphere of as you try to figure out where you are it looks like a good mix of games yeah um but like you said, I definitely need to see more of what it is before I kind of buy in. Because I'm not sure about the company's uh, like background that's making it. Like I haven't really heard anything about them. So um, yeah. but it's definitely interesting. Um, so another thing that it, it wasn't left out of the shows at all. But it was toned mm-hmm. down from the previous years. Um, just, just VR in general. Um, it, it, there were... Yeah. There were a few shows where it was like, oh, we got this VR and this VR, and uh, I think Sony had probably had the biggest block of VR titles. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Sony that had, uh, yeah, like five or six titles. But uh, Bethesda had, you know, they announced that they were doing Fallout 4 in VR and Doom VFR. Um, so, I mean, we do have that to look forward to. Um, Skyrim's going VR too. Yep. Where, I can't remember where that was at. Where where I saw uh, that at. I, I think uh, I think Sony had that too. I'm not. I know. I know that um, Sony had the majority of them, and then uh, Ubisoft touched on one that looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, are there any specific VR ones that you want to talk about? We know what we're getting with Fallout. We, we pretty right. much know what we're getting with Doom and Skyrim. Um. I mean, outside. Uh, yeah. Of- so, um, again, like I think I've said in the past, like I'm kind of weird about horror movies. Uh, I'm not just generally into horror movies, but certain directors or certain things I'm really into. Yeah. Um, one of those is Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is like super into horror, and mm-hmm. um, he he's actually such an like I don't know guy. if you saw. Um, yeah, he's a really interesting dude. I don't know if you saw um, uh, Cooties. That was a mo- that was a film that I him and his it. company made. Uh, Rain, Rain Wilson was in it. Um, a lot of great actors in that one, mm-hmm. and it was like a kind of a like a funny, uh, like a comedy horror thing, which I really like those a lot. Yeah, it's like a black well. comedy, right? And um, so yeah. Anyways, his uh, company, which I am losing, it was something like Scream Vision or something like that. Um, his his uh, horror like production company is working on this VR game with Ubisoft called uh, Transference, I believe, is the game. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so it's like it, it seems like less of a game and more of like a experience type thing, which I think is kind of the future of VR. Um, it's like the the concept is that they've transferred the memories of a person or like their, you know, specifically like how they felt about something that they witnessed 
into this game and then they're having you test it to make sure it worked properly and it's got this whole like horror vibe underneath it and it's kind of like it's got a little bit of silliness with kind of the way they're setting it up but it doesn't seem like it's going to be funny it just seems like they're like oh haha well we made this cool thing and then you jump into it and you're like oh god um (laughs) there's like they had the obligatory like little kid in a dark hallway walks into a lit room you know yeah Um, um but they showed almost nothing yeah, and it was mostly just vibe setting. Yeah, it was it was getting getting um, a little bit of the setting, but I feel like the majority of the video was people going, "Oh, Elijah Wood does horror stuff and is now working on a video game." Okay, yeah, which I'm like, his brother actually is a game designer. Okay, um, so Zach Woods or so, Zach Wood, I guess, and well, um, I'm gonna get he. It. Well, he's not working with them on this, weirdly, because he's the one. Um, but he shoot, I wish might I, have had I wish some I wrote of the con- this down. Might have had some of the contacts. Uh, yeah, you know that made that. Um, I'm trying to look into it because he made a game specifically that was like really, um, like shocking that he made it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, looking into it now, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's really interesting that. Um, Shit, I keep I keep finding there's an actor Zach Woods, who is um, he he's in uh, Silicon Valley, so it's like really hard to track this guy down. Oh, he made a uh, yeah Ho Hokum. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, it was like a weird yeah. like little spindly like happy little circular character thing. Yeah, I remember uh, that. His company also made Bound, which was more recent. It was like the the like. I don't um, remember. Look into it here. Uh, yeah, they made it was like that dancing, like platformer. So they make like really like kind of weird but kind of cool games. Um. Hmm. So yeah, he's like strangely uninvolved. But yeah, like you said, it could be like, you know, Elijah Woods like, oh hey, how do I like make a video game? And his brother's like, use Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you know the, his production company is uh, Spectre <laughs> Spectre Vision. Spectre Vision, that was it. Yeah. Shit. Um, Somebody edit that. Edit? No. <laughs> we don't we'll do get anything. It. We'll get <laughs> we'll get it in post. <laughs> we'll we'll get that in post. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, in general, like uh, like we said, I think at the top of the show, like VR, uh, it, there wasn't a lot of presence, which is like. They put all their money into the second wave of VR games, and there's a lot of stuff coming up with VR, and it's like, it's not really being marketed, it's not being shown off, yeah, it's really kind of concerning. They're not really pushing, they're pushing the games, but they're not really focusing on pushing the things right. that the games play on, uh, which yeah. is a little concerning. So um, There was actually a couple things that we were, I mean, while we were watching, um, you know, there was like a, a couple of VR games announced that didn't say what VR platform they were on. Right. And it's and, like, dude, it's like the Oculus and the Vive. If you get both, that's like a two thousand dollar investment. Yeah, yeah. At Along least. with the like and, gaming PC to run them. So, and I think I recall one of the major like Fallout. I think that's the HTC Vive. Um, yeah. And then I think maybe it was El- no, I don't think it was Elder Scrolls, but it was uh, a heavy amount of others that were not on the Vive. They were on like the PlayStation Oculus VR or, or PSVR. Yeah. yeah. So. It it's so split up. It doesn't really. Um, it's not user friendly. It's worse yeah. than being part of um, 
you know, picking your console. You know, if you yeah. pick PlayStation, you still get access to almost everything that's going to be on the Xbox, or and and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. You know, aside from some specific exclusives, and it's they, they don't even deal with exclusives on VR. It's just this game only works on this VR headset. Uh, or yeah. well, you can get it on other. You know, you can get it like, but it'd be like a crappy third party support thing that right. wouldn't function properly so it's what you know it's a what's the point scenario yeah it's like that's really concerning to me because yeah. like the the diversification of these like different units is good for the market because that allows competition that allows like htc or um you know facebook that owns oculus or whoever to like go to developers and say here's a ton of money make us an exclusive right so like it's really good for the market but uh i think they made well a i think they made too many i think the exclusivity is really arbitrary like there's nothing that ties there's not like well this is the headset for people that are really into like strategy or shooters and this is the headset that is for like story-based people like it's just totally random it's just a scattershot yeah so um, there's not really like, like I said, if you if you just buy a Vive, you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Yep. So um, and like I don't think there's that many people that can afford PSVR and Oculus and a Vive and a Google Cardboard and a Samsung Gear VR. Like yeah, it's what's it's that like what does the market look like now? You know, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see where that goes. I guess here in the future, I. Just from what I've seen, I feel like it's going to go the way of the Vita. Yeah, um, I'm afraid of that. It's, I don't um, want it to, but I think that's where we're going. Yeah. So I thought that... I was thinking that this holiday was going to be their make or break point. I thought they were really going to blast it and like nail it. Um, it's looking like that's possibly going to be pushed to maybe early or even late 2018. I could still and, see it you know, coming out crushing this holiday. Um with uh, oh, man. with other surprises with other shows and stuff like that i mean you got companies that are working on some bigger titles you know like um yeah raw data and stuff like that it's just there's there's some great games that are coming to it it's just they need to be marketed properly yeah they're not they're not really being marketed well um but yeah i mean since we mentioned um i kind of want to save hardware for last and then we're going to touch on the things that we thought were going to be there and weren't which i guess actually we you know mentioned vr yeah um all right so i uh, mean pretty much left we have we have a couple small games and then um mm-hmm. uh and then a little bit of hardware and then what and then some big titles um let's knock out these small games um we yeah, had a right. uh, uh, tim schaefer's double fine was showing off uh, uh oblitz it's mm-hmm. an interesting little, um, interesting little title. Very small team. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of Animal Crossing meets Monster Rancher. It, it when, was super interesting. When they <laughs> talked about the game, um, they said it's all of your favorite games in one game. <laughs> so it's they're not even they're not even like sugarcoating it at all. Like oh, this is this cool, interesting, brand new experience. Uh, no, <laughs> that's oh shit. And, if you know Tim you can, Schaefer, uh, you know that's not. You him. can you can wish list it now on Steam. Oh, no there price, you go. No price yet, but go go um, check it out. I really recommend it. Um, yeah, I Double Fine is 
almost a company that I blindly support. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just a big Tim Schafer guy. So um, that's one to go check out. It should be a kind of cool game if you're into those kind of um, quirky art style Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, you know, just living your life kind of game. So Yeah, it looks really out. interesting. And it's got yeah. like some weird little like critters tossed in which is always good for me yeah so um yeah pump for that one um another kind of a smaller game uh coming from sony i actually kind of surprised we missed it earlier um they showed off a little bit of uncharted lost legacy oh yeah they Um, did um i had a an issue when we did the stream um uh sony their sound for i think the first two games just dropped out yeah, and we couldn't we couldn't hear any we could hear it, but it was so faint. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that's really weird. Yeah, it was. I, it went on so long that I was wondering um, why they haven't what why they haven't fixed it, like why they hadn't fixed it. I was like, how could it have went on this long? I could understand for like the beginning of one game, and then usually yeah. they would catch it. Um, but it went on for one whole game, and then I was like, okay, they'll get it with this next, you know, the introduction mm-hmm. of this next game, and they didn't. And then the next game, and they didn't. And I was actually, during the stream, scrambling and on my off-screen trying to figure out where I can watch this and uh, yeah. kind of transition it. But um, it ended up coming back. Um, I really uh, I really think uh, Kesaria, who was on that stream with me, she... Uh, uh, kept a cool head and was like oh wait it's back we're good uh so mm. kudos <laughs> um but yeah um i think uh one of the other games that i you know besides on you know we have uncharted uh lost legacy which i didn't get to hear mm. too much about um what, what, right it was basically just like a little show offy yeah i i mean i'd yeah. seen it before and uh mm-hmm. but did they show off anything? Was it um, some new information or? I'm not. I'm not sure if it was new. Um, they just kind of had a trailer that, uh, you know, looked new to me. But I've not been great on news lately, so. Yeah, I haven't been up on the Uncharted Lost Legacy stuff. So. Yeah. Um, but probably something to look at if you're into Uncharted. This is going to be their. Um, I feel like it's their bridging game between mm-hmm. you know Uncharted Four and whatever's next. Or yeah, the series. Um, so you know, there's gonna be that cool tidbits if you're into getting all that, uh, all that lore and information. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft um, State. What? Go ahead. No, I was. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say Microsoft Stage had uh, um, did have some great things on it, and uh, Cuphead was one of them. I've been excited for Cuphead for a while. I've been uh-huh. just waiting Long for word. it, and uh, it got a release date. Um, as well, they showed off some just fun gameplay. If you haven't checked it out, um, it has like that really like 20 style cartoon um, mm-hmm. feel, and it's it's kind of just that you know that standard um, kind of like 2D battling system you know not battling like you just i think it's two player as well but it's kind of like uh the kind of those old school games um yeah it's a it's like a boss based 
platformer. Yeah, of. it's kind of like you just battle through, and then you get to a boss, and it's weird because it's kind of like um, like Galaga. At the end, there's mm-hmm. just things are going crazy, and uh, yeah, it. But it did get a it did get a release date. It, the release date's kind of escaping me right now, um, mm-hmm. but um, I expect it to be. Uh, probably, I'm pretty sure it's it's definitely 2017. It'll probably be right before um, holiday, probably yeah. the end of September sometime. Um, but yeah, it does something. It, it tackles an art style that nobody's really tackled before. So yeah. um, this is really interesting, and it's 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 run into a lot of issues with that, I guess. Um, between the balance and uh, art and some of the gameplay, like they had some issues that has really like set this game back. Um, it was announced like, ooh, feels like years ago. Yeah, it was. I think it was announced 2014. Um, so it's it's been a long time coming. So yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, so um, along with that, speaking of also another one, long time coming, long-awaited return to the Spider-Man game. Yeah, um, um, I mean we've had some smaller ones since. Uh, you know the ones that we consider to be success like uh, right like spider-man 2 <laughs> a violent success yeah and uh, yeah. for me it was um the ultimate spider-man uh so oh, yeah I that one. It, it's been a while and this one looks like um it's on its way to doing something really really right but yeah, uh it's, it's still it's, a we'll um, wait and, uh, it's still a we'll wait and see um everything that we saw yeah. was kind of um like a scripted battle it was gameplay, but it was very scripted gameplay. It wasn't like, oh, now it, we have this person out here um, swinging around the city. It kind of seemed like a weird choice of gameplay to show because literally, if they just showed you like swinging around the city for ten minutes, people probably would have loved that. Yeah, and that's what so, that's where I would have went with it. But um, yeah. again, you know, saving stuff for PSX and whatever else, yeah. you know, um, I look forward to seeing some actual gameplay soon, some real yeah. gameplay, not that scripted shenanigans yeah not like super scripted like qte style right yeah um Um, another big one um, yeah good monster hunter world uh again this is another one where it's like you know i've i've been avoiding monster hunter for a long time this might be the one that pulls me back in and i was Um, talking with um i was talking with uh pasty pasta man and uh he wasn't able to make any of the shows uh, or any of the conferences due to scheduling, but we were talking, and uh, he's like, "I'm not sold on it um, because I want it to have I, the next game that I pick up. That's a Monster Hunter game. I want it to have that revamped um, multiplayer system where I can see other players out in the world scavenging. Mm-hmm. Not an MMO, but MMO like and." Just like- uh, yeah 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 populated servers right and then you can run into other people and if you'd like you'd be able to you know join them as a team or you know kind of battle each other for uh um resources and i you know i thought about it and i was like i agree but i think either way uh this game has its hooks in me i I think i'm uh, whether it's going to be a game like that because it is called monster hunter world what would be a world without you know people in it you know living things you know that are you know making decisions and stuff um so i think i'm really hoping that we're looking down a uh, heavily populated server type monster hunter game Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that would be, um, I, I think, uh, you know, if they tighten up the controls a little bit, if they add that kind of connectivity to it, mm -hmm. um, I, I really think it could, uh, kind of fill that Dark Souls-y type void. Now, certainly not in, well, I guess also in Challenge, but just in the, like, the very, like, methodical combat, um, the kind of big important hunts where you kind of need some backup to handle what they're throwing down you know yeah um well their their controls in past games have been um uh so off for me that it it literally just turns me off like the one on the the one that came out for the wii u and uh then later came to 3ds um yeah, yeah that's was, what i'm talking it, about it was so clunky that i was like you know this i, I don't like i don't enjoy playing it mm -hmm. so um, I'm really hoping they tighten up their controls, and with it coming out for, uh, it's coming out for more than just Nintendo consoles. It's coming out for, it was shown off on the Sony stage, um, huh. and so I think it's gonna, I, I'm gonna actually look that up to see what all it's coming out for, um, really quick. Um, but I, I really want to see it. We don't need cross. No, it's coming out for it's PS4 and Xbox One. It's not even and you know of course uh, um, PC, but it's mm. not coming out for the not Switch. Nintendo. No Switch. So there is going to be a. Um, I think the last Monster Hunter 3DS game is going to come to Switch with some with all the DLC and everything. So I'm really hoping. I have really high. Uh, I have really high hopes for this game to be what I want in a Monster Hunter game. Mm -hmm. You know, Monster Hunter being the first game that I ever figured out that I could play online with other people that aren't in my home. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it just yeah. kind of blew me away. So, uh, yeah, I, I have high hopes for it. And then the, them capping it off with uh, um, the dude sitting down and cooking the meat on the on the spit. Just hilarious. Mm -hmm. yep. like, Trying to pull that... Uh... Legend of Zelda audience a little bit, maybe? It, well, it, it's always been a thing. That's how they cook meat. You can eat the meat raw, or you can sit down, and he, basically, like, a fire just comes out, and he's just, like, this huge chunk of T-Rex on this stick. Uh -huh. uh, it's always just been really, like, quirky and weird, so it was funny for them to cap the show with that. That is funny. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what else? Uh, we're coming down to, I think, our last yeah, two we're here. Getting, we're getting down to brass tacks here. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, actually, I'll let you, uh, you added it to the list, Kingdom Come. I actually didn't notice it at the show. Um, they weren't at, like, a major stage, but uh -huh. they were uh, doing a ton of cool stuff, um, including letting, they were on the show floor, letting people okay. play, uh, um, like, specific missions and just little chunks of the game. So I just kind of wanted cool. to toss that in there because that's a um, kind of I've been game. looking forward to. Yeah, sure. it's a game that we've all been interested in, um, and especially us, we've known about it since early Kickstarter. So, right. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to toss that one out there. Um, but yeah. the the, uh, the last um, the last game, and I I I was doing this on purpose. I don't know if you were doing it on purpose. I wanted it to be the <laughs> the final mm -hmm. game, just because uh, that was intentional. Okay, it was intentional on your end too. It's a um, it's a fan favorite, I feel like, for both of us, but South Park uh, put on 
quite the little show with Ubisoft performance. They didn't have Trey and Matt out there, which was unfortunate. But um, they showed off a little bit more for um, South Park, the fractured butthole. And uh, at their, um, <laughs> I watched, I watched uh, the gameplay that they were showing off um, on the show floor, and it, it was literally your character breaking into your character and Scott Melkison breaking into a uh, gentleman's club. Mm. And it all comes to a head, and you end up fighting this guy uh, in the in the gentleman's club after you give him a lap dance. Okay. So it's literally a child who thinks he's all a right. superhero giving this drunk businessman a lap dance, and then the businessman gets mad, and you fight it. Now you see, I like that because that, that's a good uh, harken back to the um, episode where I forget the guy's name, but the. Uh, timmy's rival at the camp yeah um nathan uh that nice like child like <laughs> extreme sexual child abuse <laughs> references <laughs> jesus god and i thought his shark was bad <laughs> yeah that was literally like watching that episode when he okay when i witnessed that we had to watch it back like six times because i just couldn't handle what was happening i mean it was just the casual nature of like just such a like disturbing yeah. joke. Um, um, that was hard for me. That's like that's all of South Park. Yeah, well, uh, yeah but that's that's really like the spirit of what South Park. Is. Yeah, like, I'll just say this joke, and I really don't give a fuck. It's not even our favorite joke in this episode. Here you go. Yeah, and it, they they really focus on a joke's a joke. You know, it's very objective. Yeah. You know, take it the way you want, and uh, I appreciate that about them. But in this, in this. Uh, in this gentleman's establishment, um, they're looking for a specific <laughs> uh, specific dancer um, by the name of Classy. Mm. So they're bringing Classy back, which mm. is uh, um, a prostitute mm. that Nathan had in one of the episodes from the recent seasons. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, it, you know, he ends up making a drink. Uh, there was one thing that I saw behind the bar. There was a sign that said uh, "bartender daycare," and it was just a baby in a car seat <laughs> under the bar. <laughs> That's fine. Um, it just—they made all the right jokes. Uh, the whole thing was great. I again, October is going to be killer because not only you know is Mario and um, all these other games coming out, but for me, South Park's coming out. So, um, and then the. One of the other, I have two more things from the South Park, uh, the South Park Phone Destroyer game, which kind of like a, mm-hmm. a card-based RPG, um, taking up most of the South Park world, including um, the Stick of Truth characters, the superhero characters that are coming up from the Fractured game, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and even just some other random stuff like uh, I saw some alien-style characters, pirates. Um, cyborgs and tons of other stuff so uh, I look forward to seeing what this game is I'm not sure if there's a price on it or if it's going to be a free download I'm gonna bet that it's a free download but uh, yeah we'll have more on that as soon as it comes out and Mm. uh, the final thing is they had the character creator from uh, uh, the fractured game uh, on specific computers that were on the show floor and you could make your own okay. character and then get that character put on a shirt with other characters from the Fracture game. So you could make oh, your... Cool. Yeah, and it was great. I watched uh, tons of options. So um, it gave you an opportunity to check out their character creator and see what you were going to make. And mm-hmm. 
just people who made those shirts, when the game comes out, you know, they can make their character look exactly like they did on the show floor and, you know, kind of immortalize that character, uh, you know, as long as the shirt doesn't fade out or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I just thought that was really cool. That okay. was pretty yeah. much uh, was pretty much all I saw from South Park, but it was a lot. Yeah, that's one of the games that, like, it's at the point now where it's getting pretty close, and I've just been kind of trying to avoid any more news of it. Like, I've gotten my fill, sort of. I really loved seeing the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the trailer was great, and, like, watching some of that that they were showing off. But I, I like, I can't go look at developer diaries or anything, because I just, I want it to all hit me fresh. And I want to just get those primo child rape jokes <laughs> and fresh off the vine i feel like i feel like seeing this little bit of gameplay um it's the only solid thing that i've seen that i expect to be in the game mm-hmm. so i i'm in the same boat i don't want to know what's coming up um yeah but you know being in the position that we are you know looking at e3 kind of reporting on e3 um mm-hmm. you know you kind of you know you Especially in my position where I'm trying to, you know, catch every show so I so you know I can share the information and stuff like that. Right. Um, you kind of have to kind of have to see it. So, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, okay, so you know those were most of the games that we were really excited for. Of course, right. there was like sports games. Um, actually, Steep is doing something cool. They're adding a bunch of uh, Olympic sports. Yeah. Um, you know the crew. Uh, there was there was a lot of other stuff. Madden um, is doing like a melodramatic story. Uh, yeah. So, you know. So yeah, there's there's a lot more stuff to go check out. Um, that's the stuff that we specifically are looking forward to. So that's like uh, I don't know. Let me do some quick math here. Like ten million dollars combined that we're gonna have to spend. <laughs> yeah. Just in October. Um, Jesus God. October is gonna be a rough month because you got. I mean, Shadows of War. I, I'm getting the gold edition. That's like a hundred bucks. Uh, that comes with like a season pass and a bunch of extra DLC and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean that's October tenth, and that's just uh, that's like not even the beginning. It's just it's it's going to be a mountain of shit. I'm I'm already just starting. I'm like I'm getting South Park, whatever monster edition I can get my hands on. And yeah, see uh, if you can get like a see if you can get a uh, matching one to the uh, like Wizard Cartman. Yeah, and uh, then um, Super Mario Odyssey. Those are the two. That's my starting, my jumping on October point of yeah. what games I'm getting. Uh, does Far Cry come out that month too? I believe so. Son of a bitch. I think it's either October or it might be really early November. Ah, oh, man. Um, that's going to yeah, be a lot of good stuff. That'll so probably we do, be the other um, ones. Yeah, we do want to touch on uh, the Xbox One X and just kind of talk about Microsoft a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I mean, first off, worst name I could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. Like... X box one X. X. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't do just... like, I mean, Scorpio was great. Called the Xbox Scorpio. Yeah. Um, uh, it just, I hate when the code name's better than the actual name. And it's happened a lot. Like when the Wii came out, they were talking, um, at the time they were talking Nintendo revolution. Yeah. Which sounded cool. really cool. And then they're like, it's called the Wii W I I. And everyone's like, what? Well, I mean, Assassin's Creed's famous for that too, because like when it gets leaked, what their game is, they just like change the title, like in like Rebellion, I guess. I don't know. Like Assassin's Creed Victory became Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Victory was a way cooler name because it was Victorian England. Yeah. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed Empire became Assassin's Creed Origins. 
It's like, I'm done with Origins games, dude. Like, Assassin's Creed Empire sounds amazing. I can't believe they went with Origins. That's so stupid. It's so bad. I mean, I get... It is the origin. It is, but... But... Don't call Empire it was sick. Dude, like, don't... Empire is the awesome name. And actually, Empire was a better name change from Victory than Syndicate was. Because it's the British Empire. Yeah. So they could have done that there. Like, I don't know. They just do weird shit with their naming. And uh, I think Xbox is, like, notorious with this shit. Like, the Xbox 360, I get it. It's, like, all around everything you need here to go. Let's have fun, though. Mm-hmm. And then Xbox One was a shit move. Um, like, that. the name is not catchy. It's not necessarily easy to say. It allows easy jokes. Like, yeah. everybody referred to it as the X-Bone. For a real long time, yeah. Because it got boned. It still, it still kind of comes up as that quite yeah. often. It's like, they essentially um, made the, like, the Xbox become more girthy in only two weeks. Like, they could not have, like, shafted themselves more on this name, I don't think. Like... But, I mean, the hardware looks like it's... Uh, it looks really cool. ...proving to be um, solid. Um, yeah. I, I, do, I don't agree with their approach to talking about the hardware. They gave out at the show floor uh, shirts that said, I witnessed the most powerful console. Uh, and it's like, the most powerful console is like... They talk about the Xbox One X. It's, I mean, it, like, don't get me wrong. It's really impressive. Like, it's a... What is it? Like, three or four times better graphics than the xbox one um it's more powerful than the playstation 4 pro uh-huh. um by like you know only like one increment or whatever but still but um i mean 12 I, gigs of ram but it's like it's like a middle of the line gaming pc yeah you know? but i like, just i don't agree with them uh uh you know, weak. sucking their own dick at their own show yeah I don't is, like that is, is the way that I, you know i was looking at it and you know, even if I am, I because I am on board. If I end up getting one, if I you know start looking to get an Xbox, which you know could be something here in the near future, um, yeah. I'm gonna go with the One X That's, for sure. So, um, and it, I, I don't want this to seem like we're bashing them or anything, but they made a lot of really weird choices at their at their press yeah, conference. Their, um, their marketing was not great. They didn't do a side by side. They yeah. didn't do like, okay, here's an Xbox One, and then here's some the same game being played on the Xbox One X. Look at that difference. I mean, it's going to load games more than twice as fast. Yeah. They, they didn't show that. It's and, going, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's from 1080p to 4K. They didn't show that. Like, they had a 4K screen behind them, but everything they showed was in 4K. It was, so you can't see the difference. Like, it, it was the given moment that you expected, and they didn't yeah. know that. So, um, I, and that was probably on purpose. They didn't want to bore. That seemed to right. be a trend through E3. They didn't want to bore the people that are yeah. here to see the games with, um, you know, twenty-one gigaflops of whatever. Right, and <laughs> it's know. like people like maybe wouldn't have understood or known. So they're like, let's give them the basic data that matters, and then show them some cool shit. But it's like, but the side by side would have been the best way to go about it because they can yeah. physically see the difference. Yeah, and that's what so, a lot of like uh, remaster games do. They're like, here's that shit you think was cool. Here's what it is now. Like, isn't that much cooler? Yeah, yeah, isn't that so much cooler? Like, don't you aren't you more excited now? Like, uh, it's, it's a weird thing to let go. But yeah. that said, it's awesome system. Yeah, um, it is the most powerful uh, of the you know anything that's not a pc essentially like right it's hard to stand up to that i mean it's it's a pretty good 
you know, it's the level of a pretty good gaming laptop. Right. So right, I and mean, it's um, it's one of those trying to narrow that gap. We're getting into that. Um, we're getting into that time when it doesn't even really matter though, and they're still pushing. Yeah. They're still pushing it really hard. Like graphically, things already look just holy shit awesome. And sure, yeah, we're pretty PC close to as far gonna, as we're gonna get. And PC is always gonna push that. And right. it's just. At that point, I don't think Microsoft realizes that they're battling with PC rather than battling with uh, their competitor, yeah. because yeah. they're not going to um... be—they're not going to be um, PC. And Sony is pretty much like, well, you know, we're here. This is what, like, let's make games that look good with mm-hmm. with what you know what is currently standard, and it, right. it's working out really good for them. And I think Microsoft. Well, what's really weird is that. Yeah, there were a lot of rumors that the Scorpio 1X was going to be, um, it was going to run on Windows 10, mm-hmm. and it was actually going to be a console version of a PC. Yeah. Which would have been devastating to oh. the market. I mean, that would have, it, it essentially would have signaled the end of the console wars, because you would have right. a gaming PC that plays Xbox discs, you know? Yep. And like that's, I guess that's probably the dream ultimately. Like, and I think that's where we're headed. Um, I feel like that's yeah. Where eventually, we're there will go. just be a PC, and Sony will be a publisher. They will not be the console. You know, eventually, yeah. there's just going to be really good PCs. Maybe Sony will make their own gaming PCs that are the PlayStation desktop or whatever. I could but, see uh, that with them. You know, they they're in a lot of different. Um, that you know, both those companies have their um, their fingers in a lot of different yeah. you know areas. So it's definitely you know, but, we'll, um, we'll see. And just to continue, just shitting all over Microsoft, um, <laughs> which I'm totally comfortable doing. I mean, I, I kind of put you know in the past I've put Nintendo on blast. I kind of tried to do it today. So like, um, there uh, like Microsoft has a serious marketing issue, and um. Like, one of the big things, and they've kind of been doing this for a while, and it's it's really come to a head at this E3, where they talk about their, like, exclusive titles, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, where, like, uh, they'll have something up, like, for example, um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, like, the whole, like, the trailer, it leads into the trailer with, like, that voice, like, Microsoft exclusive on Xbox, and it's, like, they, they're gonna have the early access thing that Xbox has been doing, and then it's gonna come out on everything. So it's not exclusive. I mean, it's just a blatant yeah. lie. Um, and, and they've been they've kind of done that on several things. Um, and I think uh, it's confusing a lot of other um, like outlets into yeah. thinking that it is a Microsoft exclusive, and then they've yeah. managed to reach the developers, and they're like, "No, it's just we were, you know, on their stage." And yeah, know, there were literally. I mean, there were games that Microsoft showed off that it was, it said exclusive world premiere premiere. and it played this trailer for this game. And at the end it showed a fucking PlayStation logo. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, not just, it it wasn't like a Sony exclusive or anything, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to come out on everything and they're acting like they got it nailed down. Like, like I don't even think like I, I kind of will let Microsoft go when they say it's exclusive and what they mean is Xbox and PC. Because it's Microsoft. They own 95% of the PC market. I get it. Right. But it's when you say it's exclusive and it you had a fucking 
PlayStation 4 logo at the end of your trailer. Like, that's just a, that's just a blatant lie. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, and I mean, I'm a big... There's a lot of games. Like, it depends on the game, kind of, of what I... Uh, like, I have both systems. As far as I'm concerned, they're pretty much the same. You know, I don't notice any, like, drastic differences between the two. Right. And uh, if there's a cross-platform game... I try to split them 50-50, but it pretty much depends on what the game is. Like, I got Prey on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it, it I, I mean, I can't really tell you, to be honest. But it just, I felt like an Xbox game for me. Yeah, I could see that. So, um, so yeah, um, I, I guess yeah. ending that rant. Uh, let's talk about things that the show that we expected to be there that weren't there. Um, yeah. Talking about Prey, uh, I think we had both um, decided that uh, we expected some DLC. Yeah, I was expecting to see something. Maybe it's just too soon. Because, I mean, like I said, there's going to be Dishonored DLC, and it's kind of the first big DLC for that. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe Prey will be by this, by the end of the holiday or maybe early next year. But uh, I was kind of expecting to see something for it. Um, another uh, thing we were expecting to see, there was nothing Tom Clancy. Nothing at all. Yeah, that was um, really surprising. We made the joke, Tom Clancy's Pirates. Um for Skull and Bones. For Skull and Bones, yeah, that was funny. Uh, I think one of the big, uh, big hitters was um, we. I really expected Sucker Punch to be delivering something, uh-huh. um, but along with probably the next two that we'll talk about, uh, they could be saving it for like PSX or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and those other two, you know, Death Stranding and Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah. We knew that Death Stranding wasn't going to be there. Kojima tweeted out uh, that they're really focused on development. Um, mm-hmm. And they were, I think they had one small interview um, on the show floor. And uh, then the only other things that I saw was him taking pictures with, I saw one of him and Troy Baker, which he probably just ran into on the, on the show floor. So um, what else? uh what else do you yeah. think that um, really surprised you? Yeah, we had kind of talked about um, maybe The Elder Scrolls Six or something along that line mm-hmm. from Bethesda. Or, if not that, there's still that property, Starfield. Yeah. Um, you know, they registered the trademark a while ago, and there was a couple leaks that said maybe Starfield was going to be at this E3. Yeah. Uh, appears not. Yeah, um, appears not. At least, at least for now, um, we have a... Uh, I guess we have another year to stew on it unless it comes out, you know, at PSX or whatever. Um, yeah, which and I actually, really doubt. Like, yeah, it it does stick to their um, cycle a little better if they announce Starfield next year and then it comes out that holiday. And again, um, it is um, they they do have that. They only focused on 2017, and they have that gap uh, between you know the beginning of 2018 until E3, where right. You know, it's whatever. That's where we got uh, prey. So right. that's true. You know, we'll see. We'll see what um, happens. Yeah, and then the last one that we—I mean, honestly—I think this is actually like a really bad sign that it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Amy Hennig's uh, and Visceral Studio Star Wars game. Um, and it could just be that they're ooh. focused on development. Um, and it, I mean, actually, their studio, uh, Amy Hennig herself, and a couple of the other people working on it said, you know, people asked them, and they said. You know, this is Star Wars Battlefront's time to shine. We have our time coming up in the future. You know, we don't want to, like, hog their spotlight. We don't want just, like, here's every Star Wars game in development back-to-back, because that would be kind yeah, of tiring, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah. Um, so I get it, but, like, that puts this game at 
quite a while of, I mean, several years of development with literally no word on even what's going on. Like, we don't know a title. We don't know a style of game. We don't know if it's action or if it's RPG or if it's adventure, like, um, you know, Uncharted style. We have no idea what it is at all. Yeah. It's um, like, dude, you got to show me something soon. Yeah, and I, I, I totally, uh, I totally get it. Um, that they don't want to have all their Star Wars games, uh, yeah. ready to roll. This November, we're getting Battlefront Two, which is, mm-hmm. you know, basically you can just lump that in with all those October games that are gonna kick the shit out of our wallet. Um, yep. And uh, it's just the pre-Christmas stuff, and uh, you know, I imagine that um next year at this time mm-hmm. i i assume that we'll we will have already heard about it and uh I, with yeah. any luck we'll get um next year at this time like right before uh right before like the black friday thanksgiving time um or possibly right after but I, it's more likely that it'll be just before that we could see that game have a release date for then so mm-hmm. i'm gonna probably say november 2018 yeah um Um, because they they showed that they had some work done on it they've shown like some early some very very early stuff but we we just don't like they haven't released details you know yeah and i i think um i think now that e3 is up and they've shown off uh some of the cool stuff for battlefront 2 i know um at some point we're gonna get some story mode stuff for battlefront 2 you know, before November. Um, Mm -hmm. But as soon as that starts to die off, um, we'll, we'll see that. Uh, We'll, we'll see that. uh, Amy, Amy Henning, uh, uh, Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. So hoping that that's, uh, hoping that uh, that's not gone the way of 1313. Let's just, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually kind of hoping it's a revival, but, you know. Yeah, about that. that'd be great. But uh, that kind of wraps up our post-E3 2017 uh, podcast. Um, I'm hoping you guys really like this longer format. We had some changes uh, coming up, including, you know, um, you know, aside from our longer format. Uh, head over to Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to check out some of those changes, um, including uh, we're working on setting up a uh, a patreon so if you guys are interested in um uh you know supporting what we do if you like listening to our podcast want to be part of the podcast um we even have some uh, uh different reward tiers that allow you to get shout outs um even thinking about uh pulling in some guests that way if you are interested head over there uh patreon.com yeah. backslash mgi and you can actually kind of help us determine um, some of what the rewards for being a, um, a patron of us are, I guess. Cause we're, I mean, we have some stuff up, but you know, if you give us a better idea, we're, we're not afraid to swap that out. Right. And, uh, the other big thing is, um, we're, I'm trying to push the, uh, push our group kind of more streaming. Um, so, uh, mm. twitch.tv backslash mammoth games, Inc. will house everyone from MGI from, Pasty Pasta Man to myself to even Filter Cord, um, 
if he uh, chooses to. Um, At some point. It's some point. It's all there, um, and it's under construction right now. But we will have uh, the standard, you know, donate, check out what you know, what we're all playing, and links to everyone's uh, Twitch account so you can mm-hmm. subscribe to them as well as the overall uh, umbrella that they're under. Um, but you can find all that out and more facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc thanks for taking this uh trip down uh uh recent memory lane from e3 2017 for mgi i'm night swarm and i'm filter cord see you later guys